episode number 27 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, we have got a fantastic um, podcast this episode because of you, all because of your fantastic result at Frankfurt. So he's only gone and smashed his personal best. So, Tom, take it away, dude. Um, I'm absolutely, I'm still on a high, mate. It's now, so Monday night we're catching up. I'm sat in Barcelona. We've, uh, Fee and I have flown in from Frankfurt today. So it's only 24 hours or so since the race and it's it's not really sunk in. I'm, I'm just still sitting in cloud nine. I'm just chuffed a bit. It's to run, you know, 2.30.57. Just absolutely blown away, man. Absolutely blown away. <laughs> Really I th- good, really I th- good. I think as well, Tom. Like you know, we I was obviously tracking the whole the whole race and like up to the wire. I thought, God, this this boy is he's you're like a metronome. Your times were so <laughs> consistent. Um, there was you, you never you, there was not one. I mean, you'll be able to recite your race, but there was not one shaky part. And I was like, this guy is on fire. And then we were messaging Fiona, and Fiona was had her woolly hat on and. <laughs> freezing her, freezing her wee, are we handies off um, to watch you run? And she was saying you're looking strong at 35k, and oh, it was, it was right. brilliant. And it was like, oh, you, in the, on the on the track, it was like 231. He's on on track for that, and then only in the last bit, boom, 23057. Oh, drop the mic. And you know, I knew, so so that that was the thing. I mean, I'll get. Well, I guess we'll get to the end of it eventually, but it was. And yeah, it was like, it was like that in the in the run. I was, you know, it's like you do maths on the fly, and it just doesn't work. And I couldn't compute. And basically, from thirty k onwards, all I knew I was, I just I was I was moving quickly, and I knew that I was finding time with every step that I took. And I, I couldn't do the maths. I just in my head, I, all I knew I was going somewhere between two thirty and two thirty two, and uh, and yeah, it was only when we got to the k to go. And I looked at the looked at my watch and thought, "Okay, go here," because they, they have the twenty, the forty-two k mark, and then they've got this like red lantern, one k to go. And I was thinking, "Do you know what? I've got a, I can go sub two thirty-one here," and absolutely rattled through that last k. And it was, it was. I mean, I'll get back to the start of it. Was a bit that was a bit of a headwind section as well. That last like four hundred meters, uh-huh. and I was just giving it absolutely everything I could. And this me and this lad who ran the last k together. Just rattled it through indoor finish. The indoor finish is a blur, by the way. I can't really <laughs> can't remember much of it because all I remember is coming in, giving it, and anyway, got saw the clock was like two thirty one oh seven. Checked my watch as I crossed the line. Didn't even look at it. Just hit it. Looked down and saw the, the watch just stopped two thirty fifty seven. I was like, oh, you absolute dancer. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, so chuffed. Oh. But it was. I, what I mean, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to say, it. listeners, I hope you're all sat. With a nice drink in your hand, or you're on a good long run, because I'm gonna—I've got a tale to tell here. This is gonna be. This is a. This I'm gonna. There's plenty to talk about, but yeah. Even last, if I just look at last week, I felt, you know, achy through the week. I thought, Jesus, this is not quite. You know, this is not how I want to feel. But it just shows, you know, the usual the maranoia stuff we talked about last week. You take. Uh, you just when it when it comes to the crunch, you know. I felt a wee bit achy last week. I felt not in. I thought, am I in good shape? Am I good here? Am I over? I've over tapered. But sure enough, it comes together. You just got to trust the taper. Yeah. You know that was a uh, that was you know two weeks of backing off, and yeah, and I, I felt good on race day. I was a wee bit as I said last week. I was really worried about the weather. It was so going into it, I knew it was going to be potentially wet. I knew it was going to be windy. I knew it was going to be cold. Now 
the great news was it wasn't wet at all. It started raining after I finished. That was fine. Yeah. It was bloody cold though. So what did I do at the expo? I bought some arm sleeves. Really? <laughs> <laughs> like a fanny. So I'm there. Arm sleeve flanker. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I bought a pair of arm warmers. Like laugh gas. I thought I'm not. I might not wear. Might not wear them. Went out from our hotel was close enough to start, which was good. That I went for a warm up from the hotel, and uh, which is one of the beauties, the beauties of Frankfurt Marathon. Loads of hotels right around the start, so we're literally like half a kilometre from the start. So I went for a run like an hour before the race, but from the hotel, so I could finish it, finish the room, use, use the toilet, get changed, etc. It was just a wee bit cold in the t-shirt. I thought, you know, I'm going to try the arm warmers. Every man and his dog in the front was wearing arm warmers. It was like it was the thing to do. So I was pretty pleased I wore them on. Wore them. So, um, yeah, so weather-wise, it was fine. It was, it was blustery, though, really blustery at the start. I was, 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 I was worried I was going to be psyched out, but I was thinking, God, I should focus on, forget the weather, forget what's going on, just, just run it. And, uh, yeah, eventually, yeah, 10 o'clock, gun goes. And, do you know what? I went in, my plan was, as I said last week, I was confident I could run 2.32. Yeah. Now, looking at how I was going to run it, my plan was, I think I can run 2.32, I want to go through halfway in 2.32 pace, so 1.16 something, as I said last week, and then have the confidence to see if I've got legs to attack the last 10k, go for it. If I don't, try and hold it. And I looked at, like, you know, big shout out to good mate Chris Richardson, who is, he, he negative split in London last, this year on a tough day. He's negative split many times. And, you know, chatting to him a lot last few weeks, but, you know, what, how to negative split, how to plan that. I looked at, you know, another Metro club hero, Claire Smith. Claire runs a negative split every time she runs 355 or 357 that sort of pace and she negative splits it even looked at Mo Farah splits from Chicago to see how did he negative split that so I, anyway my plan was 550s to the first 10k 545 from 10k onwards and then when I get to 25k if I've got the legs push on to 540 and basically that strategy would take me through halfway at 76 and change 76 yeah. to 20 something like that and then it would then the second half if I have the legs I could push on so I went out, first, ten, first 5, 10k, and through the, sit, the centre of Frankfurt, Frankfurt is a bit of a weird town in the sense that it's got this super financial sort of district, big skyscrapers, really um, you know shiny buildings, which your GPS goes haywire at. So through the first 5k, my first split was 5.26. Now, there's no way I ran a 5.26 first mile. Oh, yeah, I, see, I see that, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I was just a bit like, I was thinking, nah, 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 this is too quick, too quick. So I'm back, people were soaring past me at the first 5k. I felt like I was going backwards. I was really breathing in, going, nah, too quick, too quick. Yeah. 5K mark came through. And the 5K mark was like 18, like 10, 18, 20, which was, for me, I was like, I think that's, for, I hadn't read my hand for what 550 pace was. And that's pretty much bang on like 550, 555. So I thought, okay, that's fine. Kept it going through 10, through 10K. And I got to 10K. And uh, yeah, the same sort of split. But, and I was like, right, okay, that's fine. 550 plus, but I need to start pushing on here. Yeah. Um, went pushed up anyway. So from 10k, I thought right, 550, got 5.5 here. And I went straight to 5.5. It came really easily. Felt it felt so comfortable. Something Fraser Klein's talked about before is you know through halfway your your marathon pace should feel easy. And I couldn't believe how easy it felt. Got quickly by about 13k, reeled in this quite a big in front of me and sat in the back of that. Crossed it. So yeah, sat in the back of that group. For a, for a while, we saw we crossed the bridge over this river. You get this great view of the skyline, which is why they call this "Run the Skyline Marathon." 
Anyway, so three of 14K, got a real lift. And suddenly I found myself at the front of that group, and there was about 10 of us in the group, in a, in a row of twos. And me and this boy sat at the front of that group all the way through eventually to 22K. So so 8K running, 5.43s, like, systematically. just And they felt they were clipping them off at such a comfortable pace. Maybe there was a tailwind there. That's probably why it felt so easy. And I was thinking, this is just, this is too easy. This is crazy. Oh. Um Honestly, I couldn't believe it. Went through every all the split. Like so, we're sitting there five forty three. I'm thinking this is this is like two thirty pace, albeit with the star being slower. So I thought I'm probably sitting on like two thirty two here. Sure enough, halfway came seventy six ten. I was going to say one sixteen ten halfway. Yeah. What did I what did I say last week? I wanted to go through seventy six something. I thought that's fine. Bang on plan. I can if I can just hold this now, I can go two thirty two. Or if I can push on, which I hope to do, I can maybe go quicker. Now we we. So I'm at the front of this big group, the two of us, and I, I was thinking, do I let someone else go at the front? I thought, wow, well, do you know what? The pace is fine. I'm holding the pace. I'm running the pace here. I'm, I'm, it's good for me, so keep going. So kept pushing on. We saw this group in front slowly coming back to us for about four, four or K or so. And eventually we caught them at, um, it was at 23K. It turns out that was quite a big group with three elite women and a load of pacers who were just like basically orchestrating this group. So we caught them as we came onto this like dual casualty section. Yeah. And it suddenly got a really bad headwind. And I saw them ahead. I thought, the 20-meter gap to them, headwind. Right? So I pushed, really surged, took the group I was with onto the back of this. We sat in there, and that was fine. So we sat with that group for about a K. But I was very aware. We're sitting at 5.45, 5.46, and I'm thinking, do you know what? My plan is, if I feel good at 25K, I want to go to 5.40s and push on. Yeah, yeah. So we got to 25K. We got to 25K. I felt great. And I thought, there was no one up the road, no one in front of this group. And a bit of a headwind, I thought, right, do or die. Sink or swim, thought, you know what, screw it, I'm going for it. So I shot off the front, thought some of the guys I would be running with would come with me. No one came with me. Ah. So I went, off the, I went off the front of this group at 25k, and do you know what, I never looked back. Like yes. 25k almost, just, I went straight to 540, and I felt like I'd been running, basically, I felt like I'd done a 25k steady run, and I was starting a tempo. And I just went, went to what felt like tempo pace, and just sat on that for, yeah, basically from there on in. And I got 25 so 30k came 35 came on my own and I was moving through the field absolutely storming past people people were coming remember this Cambridge guy came back towards me so quickly give him a come on Cambridge uh, come on Cambridge this guy didn't even blink just felt like I was just moving I made wow. just such a great feel to me moving through the field like that and the pace just felt I was sweeping up elite women it felt great and I knew that the Art Hotel was at 35k I thought V would be there so I was like you know what just keep pushing the 35k so here you go Got to 35k, saw fee there, got such a boost, and having had that, that was about a 10k sort of headwind. And I, okay, the aerobically it felt good. The legs were starting a wee bit heavy, but I thought, you know, what, this is just a headwind. It's fine. Got to the hotel, and I knew that the course started to weave back through the city for the last 7k. So we got in and out of the wind, and so yeah, suddenly it felt great. Caught this guy at 36k, gave him a big shout like, "Come on, man, let's go, let's go, let's go!" And he raised his game, and we just started running together, me and this guy for the last six. 6k pushing through people uh he oh, would push nice. on i would fall back and i would catch him go again it really worked really well this german fella got to 41k and i throughout that whole last 15k all i knew was i was moving fast in the first half i thought i'm gonna neck this split this so i'm going sub 232 oh i couldn't work out due to being tired of maths i couldn't work out how close to 231 i was you can't do sure, maths at the best of time anyway no, exactly. You thought I couldn't work on time race to start. So I got to two. I got to two. I got to forty-one k. 
and you can so Formula One games have got we uh, like a we one of these inflatable like gates, and then at forty one point two k they had the one k to go red lantern. Got to that, I looked at the watch, and a very quick mass told me if I do a sub three thirty k here, I'm going to sub two thirty one, and just romped up that last bit. You actually go under the start line, and then you you go about another hundred meters, then you go left into the arena. So that bit into a headwind, just giving it full full beans and oh. for the first time in a marathon I felt like in the last 5k I've been able to really respond and really push on so romped up that this boy that I'd been running the last k with me and him pushed on and as we I saw Fee just, she was just at the corner as we came into the stadium which is great I gave him another boost but as we came into the stadium it was like a bottleneck and this guy in front of me was slowing down I looked at my watch I thought you know what I'm going to be tight for 231 here yeah, and yeah. I, I couldn't afford to have to go around him so I was just shouting move move go 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 <laughs> shoulder and fair play he raised it again and he pushed it on anyway so cruising and like i didn't even look at i just saw the clock on the top was showing as i said before showing over 231 got over the line stopped the watch and like oh just absolutely like couldn't believe it absolutely couldn't believe it when i saw the two, saw 231 um and you know i think yeah so that was six, 76 10 first half 74 47 second half that, and yeah that's incredible like i like when I saw the seventy six, thought right, just is to do that again, and then all of a sudden, every time I checked your splits, they were like the same pace. Then they were getting faster, and then I'm just looking at your, your last, um, like everything was just like so constant. You were, you know, in, in the splits in terms of the the live tracking. I mean, well, in fact, let's go to your let's go to your Strava. Where's your Strava gone? Um, so just so consistent. Um, you've gotten miles actually, which helps. So. Again, you were saying the first few miles were the first mile. You say is is five twenty six. No, I don't think that's right. That's that's, that's out. If you yeah. look on the website, it's got on there. The results has got me through five k and eighteen seventeen, which I think is like probably like five fifty one or five fifty. Yeah, five fifty one maybe. Yeah, that's that's about right. Um, yeah, it was about that. So yeah, your first. I mean, yeah, probably not not best to check that, but. Yeah, look well. Let's look at your actual splits from the the, the Frankfurt one. Yeah, eighteen seventeen. Um, then your next five k was eighteen twenty three, then seventeen forty four, then seventeen fifty five. Halfway one sixteen, um, and then your next between the twenty k mark and the five k mark. That's not right. What's that mean? What's that add up to? Oh God! Here's my maths coming into play now. Uh, sub eighteen anyway. Sub eighteen. 1743, 1745, 1748, and then boom, he, he knocks down the last K, 328Ks. 328. That's how you Fastest do it. Of the year of the day. That is how you do it. Like, you, you must have been absolutely mortal. And I think at the 35K mark, Fiona was, she says, she, he was looking great going past that 35K. And I know, like, I, th- I think we put I put a little post on the the Metro lads. He's look, Fiona to say he's looking great, and and Chris said, "Well, you at that at that pace he he would be." Um, but you, you know sometimes you can start to fade a little bit in that you know in the last ten k. Not Tom, not Tommy boy. He's he's got this, you know, bringing all that American positivity in, into Frankfurt. Exactly. Showing the showing the Germans how to do it. That's what you did in in, in this sure? marathon. Fantastic. Oh. There's a few, so there's a few takeaways I think for me. Firstly, well, the couple, well, first one, that's my third marathon cycle on the bounce. And I think that you know the base coming in 
is solid. And as I said, I, I, I reckon, okay, it's an eight and a half minute PB, but I think I was probably in London either, but it didn't run so well. I think, I, I think it, if I'm honest, I think I was in 2006 shape. I didn't deliver. So maybe that excuse it a wee bit. But anyway, third marathon cycle on the bounce. Secondly, you know, I've got to, I've got to give credit. I mentioned it a few times in the show that you know, getting a you know, working with Robbie Simpson, the sort of the sessions and the schedule given me the lot. You know, I mean, it's clearly worked. I'm in better shape than I was 12 weeks ago. 12 weeks ago, we I mean, we started talking about Frankfurt here. I thought 2:34:59 would have been a dream result just to sneak under 2:35. And getting a bit of structure, getting a bit of you know, working with a guy like that, and he's really gotten me on. On, clearly into shape. I mean, I couldn't have dreamt of an attempt with it. So, you know, a huge thanks to him. You know, this lad, Fat Simpson, knows what he's doing. The third, my third takeaway is my mileage is slightly reduced from London. So I'm getting, but not much, but a little bit less, but I'm getting more quality. I'm not doubling four times a week, I'm doubling twice a week, but I'm getting bigger and better sessions in. And the last one is, is yes, the, uh, is that sort of confidence from training? I mean, I, the last few marathon page runs in the last sort of three, four weeks, I've or played around and brought them down to 5.45 pace since the Great Scottish Run because you know, I thought I was in better shape than 2.35. And having that confidence, like, to be honest, last week I've been so sure that I was I was so confident in 2.32 that I was like, you know what, I can go through to halfway to 76 and I'm pretty confident I'm going to have something else in the second half. I, you know, I did think, someone messaged me the other day, it was like, oh, you're going to try and shoot for sub 2.30. I was like, well, no, because I think that would be too much and it would have been too much. I think that was the perfect result. You know, I've got I've clearly had something to go in the, in, the, in the second half, and you know, it just shows if you've got having a good handle on, on what fitness you're in is difficult. But if you do have a good handle, it's uh, and take the confidence from that. It's, it's a massive deal. Um, and lastly, the negative split. I'm a total convert. I mean, you know, to go to say take okay, it helps again that I, I was had a good handle on what fitness was in. But you know, Chris, I've talked to Chris Richardson a lot about this, and he's he's a real every time negative split guy. And I know some people say, oh, it means you're leaving too much out in the course. But for me, psychologically, in the second half of that race, I was flying past people, absolutely flying past people. I, f- I mean, the mental, that sort of psychological psychological side of it, the boost I was getting, I felt like I was like, I just wanted to get faster and faster and faster. There was, I compared it to London when I kind of fell apart in the last 10 Ks. Yeah. The mental side of it is totally different. I mean, I, I would, yeah, I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do. And, you know, it's taken me a few times to, to do it, and next time I may not do it, but that experience on Sunday was unbelievable. To, to have that sort of negative split was just phenomenal. Really good. Yeah, and I think lastly as well, uh, you know, Tartan Running Shorts podcast is uh, is is the the next um, you know ingredient in your <laughs> exactly. your success. Uh, no, absolutely. But... Well, what I've got to say, Kyle, is thank you so much to all the listeners. I was really overwhelmed. Before the race, I know you had the same with Chicago and, and Niagara, and you know I was I've been overwhelmed by messages and posts and comments and the before and after the race. It's been really touching. I was you know so many people saying good luck, and then some of the, so many folk you know names who I've never come across who I assume are listeners who are giving me shoutouts and comments and kudos. It's really uh yeah, it's really nice. It just shows what the running community is all about. Absolutely fantastic. And to be honest, Lewis Scott's in the field. We'll talk about that when we get the results. Lewis Scott's in the field on Sunday at Frankfurt. It was, it was brilliant. Um, and even on the sidelines, big shout man, what you know, Fiona was supposed to be there running. Uh, you know, she'd obviously was entered. She was on the start list, but that injury we talked about here, she was 
sadly she had to um she she didn't run she supported but having her on the course was great and also fine for as a, a race right anyway so we our audience is i guess largely club runners that is a club runners race it's no frills it's fast you know there's not um there's bands across it there's music on the course etc etc but it's not london it's a it's a it's I don't know, I just get this feeling that people are there to run a quick time. You know, there's no no one dressed in a fridge, there's no one carrying a coat <laughs> on their back. It's it's people who are wanting to run a time, mainly. And that was, again, you feed off that. You feed off that energy at the start when everyone's getting the pen. Okay, the pen is a bit of a shambles, but people are used to, used to a bloke from Shelston, of all places in the pen, who was shooting for 2.35. So, yeah, really cool. Uh, so I... I would thoroughly recommend anyone to, anyone to go to Frankfurt and look for a, a swift uh, a swift auto marathon. Awesome! Now, that's a that's a really really good in, insight into how it went. Um, now, I think as well, like you know, going back to the negatives, but it is a really interesting analogy. Now, I'm glad that you you know you've accepted. Right, I could have uh, you know you were so confident in going into that and so confident that that second half I'm going to start cranking the pace up now. I think. That it's a re- in, in in understanding your fitness levels as well, and and really working totally. from that. Now, I think some people can. I mean, I've done this in the past, like maybe overestimated my my fitness levels, or or. But in nine times out of ten, it's a lot. Of, you know, when you're improving so much in the rate that you are, you you, you would tend to you would get sucked into underestimating it. Um. Now, yeah. do you, do and I think you've already answered this question, but. If you say you ran a 75, 75, mm-hmm. 30, or let's just say 75 flat, what time do you think you would have ran? Do you think you would have ran uh, slower I think I might or run faster? Some, I think I might run some of I think if I'd gone out in 75, 30, I might run something similar. I don't think I would have had the same legs in the second half because yeah. I can't get across how easy that first 10K felt. Like, I, honestly, I, I came to 10K and I was like, I felt like I was putting the brakes on. And I've never had that in my life. Even in London, I felt like, even even when I felt easy, I felt like I'm just flowing. Whereas there, I was like, I was thinking, God, am I going too slow here? And I, and I think that, you know, to be able to come through halfway and, like, yeah, felt great. I don't know. It's an interesting one. I think there's a high risk it would have blown up. And I think 75 30, I might have been, I might have run something similar. I think if I'd gone in 75, I think I would have possibly run, come in in 76, which would have put me slower. Yeah. It's my. It's my Feeling on my, my fitness, to be honest. Yeah, brilliant. And now, I'm, I'm, I don't know if this is too early, but I want—I I think the listeners are want want to know what do you think you're going to do next? What's the what's the next goal? Uh, marathon. Yeah. Sub sub two thirty. Boom. That's why. That's why I hope to hear. One hundred percent. Now I'm going to have to say this too. Like I, I think uh, it was Ali McIver mentioned. Oh, Kyle has to watch his back. Now, before, <laughs> wind this back a year ago, Tom, maybe two years ago, actually, just to be on the safe side, Tom was watching his back for his wife, but now I'm watching my back against Tom. <laughs> Tom, you, I think you're safe now. Let, let's, let's, let's put it that way. Now, I, no disrespect, I think, I Fiona. Think you might be, I, think, I, think, mate, I think you're safe. I think the, your danger would be if you'd run a marathon the week before. So well, if you let, want to run... Let, you want to run let, let's London, put a bet on here. Let's put a bet on here. Who's going to... Who, what, what's going to come first? Fiona beating Tom or Tom beating Kyle? Oof. That's a, that, that's a who, tough one, that. There's one for the listeners. And there's a little bet for you all. 
What's it? We'll, might... we'll let them sit on that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, lots, before we wrap up, Brian, there's two also. There's actually a couple of subjects I want to put out there because a couple of listeners messed me about it. One, nutrition. So I'm just just to let people know what I did. I took four Morton gels this time. Morton. So you see the Morton. I used Morton gels and they were dynamite. So they've got the TB approval, the TRS approval. These things are. They've got a lot of carbohydrate in them. They're. I took four of them. Jack really had no issues with my stomach. I trained with them as well, so I was I was confident them and yeah, no feeling issues. That's number one. Number two, arm warmers are for the absolute bosses of running. <laughs> it was cold, so I bought them, and I'm bloody glad that they were they were great. I will be wearing arm warmers if I've got any concerns on the temperature again. Thirdly, I wore them in London, and London never could run, but I caught them out again. Nike Vaporfly. Wow, well, I'm going to stop you there. There's a picture of you, and I'm going to find this picture. I think Fiona might have taken it, actually. There's about eight of you, and you're all wearing the same bloody shoe. Nike must be making a mint from us. Honestly, at the start of the front of that field, I think I was was 94th overall, so in the first half, I must have been something like 150, something like that. Everyone had those shoes on. Most people had the new one on, flying it, maybe fly. I've got last year's one, which is, for me, fine, you know, is that, is that the black amazing, one? It's an amazing shoe. Sorry? Is that the black colour? No, mine's all, it's, I, the black, it's orange with black, yeah. Ah, okay. But okay. it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, if you can get it, if, if you can find them, because they're a hen's teeth to get hold of, they are the real deal. Uh, and I was, uh, I was, I couldn't believe any people had them on. And they're just, I don't know, maybe it's a, it might maybe a placebo thing on there, but I, I, had a, I really, really enjoyed one of them. To be honest, I was actually touring and touring with my gym flies, um, which you, you've got as well, which are, I'm a big fan of them. They did me well in Great Aberdeen, Great Scottish, and uh, so maybe there is a police people there, but uh, certainly these, I think there's something in that shoe. And actually, another point, we can maybe wait into news in a minute, but Chris, we were talking about Chris Richard, a mate of ours, he pointed out the World Half Marathon record went on the weekend in a pair of Nike Vaporflies. So that's the marathon and the half marathon this summer that we've gone in those shoes. So there's something there. There is, yeah. Well, I, well, I'm going to continue wearing them then, if that's the case. But I think nice. I've got the pure man's shoe, though, haven't, haven't I? Is it? Is it the? I don't uh, know what, what's in it, but you've got you've got the zoom fly. I think it's the same plate. It's just not the same foam. Is my understanding of it? Ah, right. So, so it's maybe forget, some. So the tech is there. It's the same technology, just maybe not quite light. So something in the the foam then. Possibly, but right. yeah, it was, it's hilarious you see everyone in that sort of shoe. So. Uh, at the start, everyone's in the same colour shoe. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you all look uh, like the city. If you turn it, if you put yourselves all upside down, you all look like minions from 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 uh, from a bird's eye view. All wearing the yeah, same exactly, orange yeah. shoes. Uh, but hey, hey, who cares? If it gets you, if it gets you PBs, then and it's legal, then hey ho, it's all exactly. good. A PB so, is a PB, and and a PB like that is is a fantastic PB. So. Oh, I'm well, exactly. well chuffed well, for you. Well chuffed oh, for thanks, you. Mate. And, and I've got to say, I finished the race. Some of the, I was, uh, yeah, seeing all the all the messages from from the from yourself, all the TRS chat was brilliant. Absolutely, that's what it's all about. You finish a race, you see all your mates, obviously taking a real interest in run. That just makes it all the makes it all feel all warm and fuzzy inside. It's great. Oh, and and how did you celebrate your uh, your success? Uh, Everything crying. Few, Everything crying was, with, with tears of pride, crying. as as you'll see in that that picture, that <laughs> wee cheeky little emoji. <laughs> yeah, 
I was uh, we were we were at a couple of German steins of uh, of lager, which was good. Then um, tradition is tradition. Went out for a nice steak and some some wine last night, so it was yeah, it was good. And we're, as I say, we're now we flew in this afternoon into Barcelona, so we're sat in a, in a hotel in Barcelona just now having a quick chat to you, ready to celebrate and have a week of well, I say a week of celebration. I'm going to do bugger all this week, but poor Fiona's got she's got a week of uh, running lined up, so. I might be uh, I might be nipping around on whatever Barcelona's equivalent of a Boris bike is while she's she's doing that. So Oh, you'll be by yourself yeah. uh, doing some recovery cycles and, and some recovery pints, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah, this week is a write off for sure. Yeah. So anyway, that is that's quite a big ramble on me for once. What's uh what have you been up to this week? You well, must be well, you, you get some running in there. To be honest, I, I, you know, I think it's I mean I, I you can you can ask me questions about my running life and my life but it's uh, just just living a, a fairly uh, quiet life at the moment, Tom. Um, try not to to bring it back to me, especially when when you've when you've um, you know had a great a great PB and um, you know at least like I said before in the last show, at least one of us has managed to get a PB uh, in, in this marathon, in this autumn out and in the marathon season. So um, well done for for uh, holding. Holding the the, 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 the representing TRS to its, um, to to the level to the standards required to to be able to podcast. So, uh, well, and, and I think practice what you preach. You've you've held up your end by winning. You've won a race. That's that's the key. And I've put in a PB. So that's where we're we're both we're both contributing our own way. And also TRS now contribute to two of the top eleven Scottish marathon times this year. So mm. we're also weighing in on our um, uh, our our own contribution to the Scottish marathon performances as well. A hundred percent, Tom. And, and what I will say is, um, now, now, is we we've just you know we we do our results and um, we we look at the results on on various um, platforms, uh, Scottish Athletics, the news items, the the results from the races and the reviews, and um, you know, and I think when we do when we when we end end up right, you know, producing the podcast. All the results and all the reviews are already written, but obviously we're going to start it on Monday. But one one website that I, I showed Tom was uh, the the Scottish Athletics, the ScotStats.net. Now, now, I I told I told Tom about this uh, before the show, and and Tom's got a mention. Tom's got a mention. He's absolutely delighted with himself. And when I, you know, I, I've had a mention now and again. It's notable performances in Scotland, and Tom hits that uh, with his with his PB. And is eleventh um, eleventh place in the in the rankings. So uh, yeah, congratulations, Tom. Awesome yeah. result. Oh, absolutely, trust me. Yeah. I just well, that's probably quite a good time just to uh, we can't wrap up Frankfurt. So obviously, it seems to be a good hunting ground for Scots. We've got Craig Ruddy, who's won a Scottish Best uh, of the Year, two seventeen forty four. Mike Crawley's called International, who of course competed at the Commonwealth Half in uh, Cardiff. He ran. 220.53 for a PB. Nicky Johnson, 225.17 of Inverness. Stephen Trainer, 229.53. And then Tom Bryan, Metro Aberdeen, 230.57. Riding off the, um, riding off the guys. <laughs> riding off. Look at that. Boom. And uh, yeah, we and then, yeah. for, the, for the, the girls, we had a couple of Scots as well. Um, Katie White, 240.31. Um, and that takes her first right. in the Scottish rankings. So well done, Katie. Um, I'm not sure. Is that her first marathon? I'm not sure. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Uh, I think she's done other marathons, Katie. Well, she's Garsky, isn't she? Um, yeah, that's right. 
Anyway, I'm sure we'll be able to find that out and if anyone wants to look. Power 10, you'll be able to see her, her PBs, but a really good result for her. Fanny Garuko, um also had a cracking race in Frankfurt, 243.25, I believe. So, yeah, yep. and, and I think that's the main results from, from Frankfurt. So, um, yeah, re- really good, really good results. And I'm so glad you, you, you had a great time there and you're, you're going to sun, sun yourself off in Barcelona. What's the temperature like there just now? Is it warm? Is it? What's it like? uh, yeah, it's high teens. I think we're probably expecting to be 18 through uh, 18, 19 degrees to the week. So high enough to, I've got shorts with me. So of course we'll be cracking in there. Ah, fantastic. Boom. Well, you just keep those, uh, make sure those legs get a good seeing too in terms of the sun. <laughs> the, 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 uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's great. So, what other results do we have, Tom? We've got a couple other things that, that have we happened. Do. Um, I so suppose half marathons actually. We've got half marathons. We've got Steph Twelve. She was back in action for her debut over the distance at Cardiff. She's run the and won the River Thames half marathon in seventy four one. And then we've also got in Valencia Cam Hawkins. He's been back in action. Absolutely, and that was the Valencia half marathon, um, and that was also the same race as where. The world record was uh, broken for the half marathon uh, in the male side. So we had Abraham mm-hmm. Kiptum of, of Kenya running a 58.18. I think that's the equivalent of a 4.25 mile. So, yeah, fairly shifting that is. Um, and we had, Kat, like, like we're saying, Callum Hawkins was running. Real good result and fantastic to see him getting back into um, a, a mm-hmm. really decent shape as well. And, uh, running a sixty-one flat, um, and that brings him first, um, you know, first in the the the, the, the Scottish rankings as well. Um, second, uh, first, and then there's, there's also Luke Trainer in, in second. So, um, yeah, really good to see Callum getting back. He was at 18th in that race, so it just shows the standard and the depth of of the Valencia half. So that's that's maybe a Absolutely. a cheeky wee uh, a cheeky Ooh, wee place to, to go for yeah, a, a wee TRS out and to the Valencia Half Marathon to, to, to hit some hit some PBs again. Indeed. And did you see the news? Callum Hawkins also this news this week, in fact today, that he's announced that he is going to be running the Fukuoka Marathon in December. Well, I think after so, that 61 out, and I think he's he's well on his way yeah. to, to getting back to his best, and God knows what he's going to run there. I mean, that's quite a fast course, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, I believe it is. So it'll be interesting how he goes there. So, yeah, good luck to Callum if you're listening. We hope we can always go. <laughs> and then the next big results really we had was the Scottish Athletics Cross Country Relay Championships, uh, which were held in Cumbernauld. So just go through some of the results. Um, but the Cumbernauld course, it's you know it's historically for for the male and, and, and females, it's um, it's up. Is it four four in the the female side? It used to That's only right, be four now, yeah. four to I, It used to be only three, um, uh, I, I believe, in the team, but now it's four, and quite rightly so. It's uh, evens throughout the male and females. So in the mm-hmm. in the females, we had Edinburgh University here in Hounds, and I believe we that's what we predicted. Is that right? It is, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the win anyway. Yeah. Although what what we did say, I think we were. I was assuming that uh, Mary McLennan was running, and she wasn't. So the women's side actually was quite. Uh, they, obviously, we had Anna McFadden was running, Steph Pennycook was running, 
but we didn't. I wasn't. Well, Holly Page and Rebecca Johnson were two that we weren't really aware of. So well done to them. To that's uh, it just shows the strength and depth we've got. Even without a deep international like Mary McLennan available, they can still put out a strong enough forward to beat clubs like um, you know Glasgow and uh, Central. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sec- second place was uh, Victoria Park City of Glasgow in 57.05 the, that was the overall time uh, with Mary Henry, Philippa Milage, Josephine Moultrie and Gillian Black so a, a good you know, that was a good good team as well um, third place closely half a minute behind in total was Kilbarkin AAC, Chloe Simpson Kerry McAndis sorry, McAngus apologies Kerry, Christina Rankin and Elspeth Curran and uh, yeah, fourth was Central. Now I think we did we not guess they were going to be se- second. Is that right? Uh, I d- I don't think so. I think we called. Ed. I was maybe Shettleston and Central in there. Ah, uh, maybe yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay, well fourth was Central and fifth were Fife. Fastest legs was again Morag Miller hitting again. She's running well at the moment. You must say. I mean, she's she, she's beating everyone in the short course. By over almost half a minute uh, in second, yeah. followed by second place Elspeth Curran in thirteen twenty nine, third Stephanie Pennycook in thirteen thirty six, uh, and fourth was Josephine Moultrie in thirteen thirty six as well. So that rounds the women off, and for the men, we had sent the the yellow train, Central AC, yeah, fourteen forty seven twenty five, um, the Kelsey team. Breeze. Consisted of Matt Sutherland, Cameron Milne, Scott Green, and Alistair Hay. Um, and second was Kilbarkin AAC. I think we did predict that actually. Did we not? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, third place was Glasgow University Hares and Hounds. So I did. I did uh, guess that <laughs> Glasgow University. <laughs> I think you did. Yeah. I, I think it was the the, the females though, not the not the, ma- ah, the males. Right. So okay, uh, that, but, that Glasgow Uni. That Glasgow Uni men's team, that is strong. I didn't realise something. Tristan Reese is in there, who's coming through well. Uh, Anthony Anton, Daniel Bradford, who's, I think he had a really good run at the uh, West Districts. And then Saul Sweeney, who we've talked about before on the show, who's a real talent, yeah. as shown by the fastest leg. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's right. Um, fourth was Cambus Lang, fifth was Shettleston, and sixth was Aberdeen. So there you go. So Saul, Saul was fastest leg. Alistair Hay a couple of seconds behind in 11.39. Lachlan Oates, 11.42. Scott Green, 11.45. Finally, Conor McLean from Stornoway. Uh, I don't think he was running for oh. Stornoway. I think he was running for... Pass. I'm not going to say because I'll probably Scott get it wrong. He was third count. Yeah. Um, and he was at 11.46. So there you go. And um, how did the the metro guys? We we so, had I've a fantastic. I've got to give a big shout out. Oh, fantastic! Well, we've got a big shout out to the metro lads. That was proudest punch. They were tenth, which is our best ever result at the national relay. So we had um, Cameron Strachan, our rocket, leading us out. He was he led through the first zone. What leg? He was first. He led us home in first place after the first leg. Taking names, I mean, he beat Kenny Wilson in the first leg. I mean, that is a a big uh, a big four K. So he's had a really good one there. We've got Hamish Battle, second leg, Ben War, third leg, and then um, we had uh, Jason Kelly in fourth leg. So 10th place for us, it's a, it's a club best. So yeah, really, really tough for us, uh, result for us. Yeah, a, f- a fantastic result. And the the female Metro, got, how, how, how did they get on? 
Uh, not quite as well. We had a, a bit of a mixed uh, team in there uh, in terms of the. Um, let me get the team names up here. Uh, our women's team. It was. Uh, it was not our. We were. We didn't have our strongest four out, but we had a. We had our. We had a, we had a solid four though. I mean, that's the the good thing about our women's team is we've got enough you know, a reasonable depth there that we can still put out a, a team which is. You know, strong enough to get out there and, and compete. And actually, they came in in the well, the 26th place. But I mean, Emma Sutherland, Kirsty Mitchell, Lisa Michi, and Kelly Jarrett. So it's you know, it's it's a uh, it's all enough of a performance from them. Yeah, so, ab- so ab- absolutely. You know, I, I think um, yeah, it's, a, 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 it's really good to see everyone getting the teams out and, and mixing it up there. And like you say, this is the best. You know, it's a it's a great it's a great depth of events and uh, sorry, events a great depth of of teams coming along and putting the A, B, C's and D's out. So yeah, keep keep banging out in the cross country and uh, keep getting out there and getting dirty. That's what I'll say to that. Um, Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, so we are where are where are we? Where are we now? I'm just aware that you need to get get out partying again. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, a couple. Any other results we had? We had out. I think that was the main results for the weekend. You know, I, I had a. I was looking earlier when I was sat at the airport looking for to the Scottish running guy, but I don't actually see any any real uh, any big age racing. There was like a lot in ten k this weekend, but uh, nothing really jumped out. Yeah. If I'm honest, to be, uh, to be actually, honest, I wouldn't. Ex- Gebra, I wouldn't. Gebra I wouldn't ex- 10K, so. All right. I wouldn't expect you to be looking at the all this stuff and thinking about what to. To put on to the TRS show, you should be celebrating. You should be in, you know, lying, lying in the bask of of your glory <laughs> uh, with all these Steiners around you. But now that you're in Barcelona, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the, you know, maybe, uh, maybe. What, what, sangria or something like that. I think yeah, a few glasses of Rioja. Just, just before we get off the results, ten for ten k. That's what I want to talk about. So the interesting result there was it was a win by Adam Craig in thirty fifty. Really? Ooh, Which, yeah, so that's uh, he's moving. He won obviously the great scorer, so he's obviously in good shape. On the Jedra Hart uh, side, it was won by uh, James Britton in seventy-four twenty. So um, uh, Jim, so yeah, good win for James there. And actually, this is one for you, but it was it was not an ultra marathon in Jedra over the weekend. I think it was part of the same festival. Um, okay. But I, to be honest, I don't I don't know the the results. I, I don't know where you find them, but I don't know where they are. Uh, I haven't done my research. Sorry, Tom. Letting the team down. I've had a busy. No, I've had a busy day. Give me a break. If you're not aware, of it, if you're not aware of it, uh, it's an ultra race. Then that's, that, that, that's, that says it all for I, me. I, I'm sure it was a it was a, a decent a, a decent enough field, no doubt. And uh, yeah, but nah. I mean, there's there's that many races. I I just can't keep a. I just can't keep counting anymore. I can't. Uh, I, I know it's, it's great, but it's it's also hard for us when we're having to do all the research. Um, so the other that's thing a good, that's a good wrap up. It is the only the only other thing I was going to mention that it kind of brings us on to uh, to talk about. Well, we've actually got a, another interview lined up for you for you lucky mm-hmm. listeners. This uh, of course, yeah. Th- th- in this episode, and that that goes to James Espy. So I I had him on the sh- on the. He was. He visited me. In fact, oh God, just dropped my my mic there. Um, he actually came. He, the reason he came came initially was to say hello to Kyle and Debbie. And we haven't seen James for 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 some time. Um, 
for various reasons, us being on holiday, him working away, and um, so I messaged him and asked because we've got we've got a log burner in our in our sitting room. This is this is you know when you asked me that question, how are you? How are you getting on, Kyle? This is this is what I've been doing. So I'm thinking of things for the house. What I need to do now that it's winter, and today it's been snowing, believe it or not, Tom. So they, there you go. That's that's what you're missing at home. Um, so I asked I asked James. James, have you got a chainsaw that I, I could, you know, have you got a chainsaw that I can either A, borrow or B, can you advise and where I can find a chainsaw to, to buy? Because I need to chop wood. I need to, to cut wood. Immediately, James was like, absolutely not. You're not going to go anywhere near a chainsaw. And I'm like, well, I need to learn. You can teach me how to use a chainsaw. Because James has done that. He's, he, as, as one of his professions, as many professions, he's he's a tree surgeon. Um. So, so he kindly okay. he kindly came round and instead of you know offering to um, you know show me how to use a chainsaw, he just gave me wood and he stacked it up in my my woodshed um, without me even knowing that it was there. That that's that that's how much of a well, friend what, J- James is. Um, but but equally was was uh, was too 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 scared to to give me to give me advice and anything to do with. Um, cutting down trees or, or using a chain chainsaw so i think i think debbie was quite happy with that with that uh, decision and not letting me use the chainsaw so so there you go that was that was a bit so that was that was my weekend uh, or last week was actually figuring out how i'm gonna cut some cut some wood but james did it for me anyway i'm 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 rambling again i'm always like this and it's it's late tom's in the drink so we had james running at Trofeo Venoni, um, which is in Italy, and it's a fantastic place to, to run. It's in Morbegno. I did this race many moons ago, um, and it forms um, it forms a it's, it forms a mountain running really. Now the the hill's not a huge hill, but it's a bloody steep one. That's that's for sure. So the Scotland men took third place for the second year again with uh, our man Andy Douglas. Again, who's been on the podcast, and uh, I'm not sure what episode he was in. So he he had the third fastest overall time, followed by uh, Ross Gollan in ninth place overall, and James Espy got twentieth uh, overall. Now this this field is absolutely stacked, full of you know world class mountain runners. So really good result for for those guys, and to finish third place overall is is great. So well done to you guys, and also the Scotland women were in great form. We had Lauren Dixon, uh, who was sixth overall, um, Charlotte Morgan, and who was in seventh, and Miranda Grant, who who finished in in eighth place. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure James will speak about the race and the how you know how what he thinks of it and and uh, the, the kind of layout of it and and also about his training. So, um, so yeah, I'll take it away now. This is the interview with Scottish international James Espy, who popped round for a cup of tea. Okay, so it's a really slow week this week. We've uh, got my my mate James Espy. He is a Scottish international hill runner. So I am only joking when I go it's a slow week, but uh, I like to wind the boy up because he he often winds me up and, and breaks my records and and rubs it in my face. So uh, as as he did at Kenor Ten K. Um, so but hey, anyway, what I will say is James Espy, fantastic guy, fantastic mate. Uh, and uh, and a, a great runner as well, and to boot. So anyway, well, that was a, that was my introduction. Over at USB, tell us a little bit about you. 
Thanks very much, Kyle. Uh, yeah, as as you said, uh, Hill Runner, which a lot of you won't know what that is, but basically we're especially a, not on the uh, Tartan Running Shorts. On, it's all TRS, about uh, no. it's all it's all very geared towards road and cross country. So we're we we should be a little bit more di- more diverse than, than than what we are. So quite right. Yeah. Well, um, we are a strange hairy bunch that run off up hills <laughs> into the heather and come back uh, several hours later covered in mud. And that's, in, in, that's about in, hill running for you. Often getting lost as well, and to, you know while, while you're while you're the best there. the best runs involve getting lost. What's um? And you've kind of not really told us about you though, no, other than that no. you've, you're a ginger. He's not even ginger. He's not even got a beard. He doesn't. Even, he can't even grow a beard. So he's um. I mean, I think that's more of an ultra runner, but uh, but he's certainly a, a mountain goat without without the gingerness and, and beard. So. Um, tell us just more a little bit about how you started running, um, and, and where, when you started running, where you started running, all that kind of, all that kind of jazz. I started running uh, when I was at primary school. We used to do the old Aberdeenshire uh, MTM cross country series, <laughs> yeah, was that, which uh, is all around like MTM construction. Was it Bert, Bert Macintosh's? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, the races were at Afford and Huntley and wherever else and then graduated to doing the castle series cross countries which is like house of dunn and Crathis and one or two other places i can't yeah. even remember Haddo, Haddo Haddo. house as well yeah. Right, yeah yeah and basically just got thoroughly pumped by the likes <laughs> of robbie and uh, robbie simpson and uh, james joy was a big runner on the scene back then and uh, I was just one of these guys that turned up in his rugby boots and just went for a run around a muddy field and <laughs> never really did anything too special. Used to manage about fifth or sixth in the series just by virtue of doing them all. It's because uh, there's only five or six completing it. I had nine, Kyle. There was nine, usually nine. nine. Okay, that's, <laughs> so I was guaranteed a top ten. <laughs> uh, anyway, so finished. Well, I kind of graduated on, then on to doing a bit of hill running. Um, did one or two of the local games races and then went off to uni and trained uh, trained down in Winchester with, the, with those guys, did a bit of cross country and, and came back and then uh, started doing the games races again and uh, earning a bit of money from the games races and then it was just it's kind of like the influence of one or two of the D-side runners, Pete Henry was a big influence because he used to be able to drive so I'd jump in the car with him and go across the Mither Tap or uh, Clackenaben or whichever other hill race happened to be on and then he started doing them and enjoying them and then he'd be going off the championship races so I'd tag along to them and then get really beaten like big style um, and it sort of opened my eyes to to what was going on in the Scottish scene with hill running and when when was that what, what kind of when, when you're starting to get into the the Scottish hill racing scene and competing in the Scottish hill running championship leagues and so when, what year was that started, you were doing that started doing um, other hill races in about 2010 and 11 and then took a couple of years out partially because I was away travelling and then partially through a bit of um, unfortunate injury uh, and then 2014 was the first season I really did lots of races which uh, uh, culminated in my first championship race properly was Mila Ptarmigan uh, down where's, in where's that? Killin. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was I was about 11th or something that year, just behind Dan Whitehead. And then, so 2015 was the first year I ran the Scottish properly and finished 8th, I think, that year. Uh, and then, yeah, just just started doing... I ran the, the, the Bog and Burn series, which is a great series. The guys down in the Central Belt know all about that. 
Wednesday um, short races on a Wednesday evening uh, throughout the summer anywhere between about 25 minutes and an hour and uh, good fields because you've got you've got a good class of guys down in the uh, in the central belt so I used to go down there just for the practice of running against good guys and then started winning winning some of them uh, so ran the ran the whole series in 2016 and 2017 and managed to win it in 2017 uh, although it took it's quite disruptive traveling all the way from Deeside down to to Edinburgh and Glasgow and Stirling and whatnot to race but still great fun um, and then uh, yeah concentrated on the Scottish and the British this season so that was a that was the bigger uh, bigger kind of targets yeah brilliant like uh, I think James you're fairly modest in terms of your improvement now I, I remember many moons ago where I think I first met you and you were because I, I obviously knew of you um, maybe in like 2010 when you're running and I would do the, the odd hill race somewhere like Cairn William Hill Race or Benahy and and your ugly mug would be be running about as well as my ugly mug and uh, and I think um, you, you know you weren't you, you weren't you weren't really you, you were up there but you certainly weren't um, you know you weren't in the top three really until the last kind of few years you've really just I don't know what you've done but you've you've really upped your training and or not, you've upped your performance uh, and we can go on about what what steps you took to improve your the performance that you're at now um, now I think the uh, correct me if I'm wrong um, the biggest one for me is when uh, we were both in the Snowden International team uh, and I think my first um, international well my first cap for the Snowden International for, for Scotland was uh, the year there was lightning at the top of Snowden, Snowdonia, Mount Snowdonia in, in Wales, and Clamberis. I don't know if I've um, pronounced that correctly, but, uh, but anyway, um, I ended up becoming first, I think I was first Scot, and I only got, but it was only because I didn't have to go through the technical section at the top. <laughs> And it was really, it started getting really steep, so I didn't have to do that bit because of the lightning. So it was actually more of a, a kind of a, a, a runnable hill mountain race because there wasn't as many technical sections, and it wasn't really really steep, uh, you know, three quarter until you get to the the last quarter of the the race, really. Um, anyway, so I did that, and then the following year, that's when you really started coming through the ranks, and you got picked for the Scotland team. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Kyle. So, so yeah, can you talk us through that? And, and so I'd been um, my kind of main target that season was the um, the Loch Arbour Triple Hurple, which is three races in three days over in Fort William, uh, and uh, includes a half bend race, which is actually an excellent warm up race for for Snowden. And is there, is there not the the Cow Hill race? And, the Cow, yeah. So it's Mel and T on this Saturday, uh, Half Ben on the Sunday, and Cow Hill on the Monday evening. Now I I was second in all three behind Finley Wild, which and I was a long way behind Finley Wild. I should point that out. But I that's been, his home turf. Though. That that's is his home. Uh, you know, he's that's where he was born and bred. You know, he I'm was not born sure, in the mountains. Uh, I'm not sure turf yeah. had too much to do with it. But, um, anyway, Finley's a Finley's a very good runner um, and a very good guy all round, to be honest. Uh, so I'd been training. I've been training on a Tuesday, and then I've been going down to the Central Belt to race on Wednesday, just to get the the idea of racing on tired legs. And uh, so I got myself in reasonable nick, and I was actually eighth at a Scottish Champs race, which was good enough to get me picked for for Snowden. I think um, I was sort of the not quite making up numbers, but I remember having a conversation with you, Kyle, just before the race, and and you told me, look, you're here because you've earned it. 
Um, although I, I definitely felt I was there just because I was making up numbers. Um, so I got into the race and I knew I'd got absolutely no pressure on me whatsoever because I was a new guy on the team and, and the other the other three were all kind of more experienced um, internationals. So uh, off I went, just had a good race. And uh, yeah, as, as you say, I got on very well in the technical section on the descent and um, came back back past uh, all the other Scottish guys and finished 11th. Well, not only in the technical, the, 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 you know, I think you're doing yourself an injustice. You, you, you had a fantastic, you, you, you paced it really well. I think you do that, you do that well anyway. But your your climb as well, like you know, you're you're really good in the climb as well as the the descent. Um, I, I think it, it it must be added into the into the mix here. So ca- carry on. Sorry if I'm. Aye. Right, so well, there's there is a um, uh, there is a review of the of the whole race which I wrote immediately afterwards. Um, which listeners, if you're actually interested, you can find it. It'll be it's on it's on um, Debbie's uh, Debbie's blog somewhere. If you go on there and and look up the Snowden Snowden race, you'll find it. Uh, but yeah, I. You know, I felt no pressure, and I just went out and had fun and did what I love doing, which is is running up hills and and down hills. And uh, as it turned out, it it all came together and had a had a cracking race. And uh, and you know, yeah, you, you you smoked everyone else in the team as I well. Smoked, <laughs> smoked the rest of the team. Yeah, Jeez, oh, um, oh, you... it was it was a bit of a shock. Um, it was a bit of a shock, but it was good enough to to earn me another selection a couple of weeks later. Um. Uh, for the skid or uphill trial, but that was that was a different kettle of fish. It was a very good field there, and um, I didn't do too badly, but didn't do nearly as well. Um, and from there, it's it's just kind of graduated each season, just a bit more experience. You know, I, I didn't didn't do much hill running at university, so I was a bit late to the game, um, and still learning an awful lot about about racing. Um, I mean, this year was the first year around the British Championship properly. Um, and that's very good competition to run to get experience of running in a field of really good guys. You know the class at the uh, at the British is fantastic. There's a an awful awful lot of good um, runners come out of the Lake District, and it's well it's well understandable why. When I mean, you spend a weekend down there and and do some of the running, you know the the hills they've got are so accessible and so steep um, and technical. I think that's where it, you know, it comes down to the the Bob Graham round. You know the reason Killian Drenet's come come over is because of the the pure um, joy of, of of fell running and um, the the beauty and the scenery around that area. It's just fantastic. And um, if if any if nobody's actually gone to the Lake District and, and ran around those hills, like you've been hiding under a rock and you need to get out of that rock and onto the rocks of Lake or the Lake District hills. And yeah, I mean I'm biased I mean I love the Scottish Hills but the Lake District ones are equally as impressive as, as some of the ones oh absolutely yeah. and and so accessible you know you can you can not quite nip up Scarfell but you can uh, it's, it's much more accessible than, than most of the Scottish mountains particularly the ones in the Cairngorms you know a lot of them you've got a long run or, or a bike ride in to get to the Cairngorm 4000s uh, it's not as handy as, as down in the lakes where you can nip up a Munro after supper sort of thing <laughs> Uh, if you if you're fleet footed enough, yeah. If only, yeah. If only. Well, I suppose myself and, and James were we're not that far away from the Cairngorms, really, are you know? I think if we were to travel half an hour, we'd be we could potentially reach a Munro and, and oh, start yeah, climbing one. Absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, I train on Loch Nagar. That's that's the hill I use for training uh, for for Snowden in particular because you've got about a mile on the flat beforehand, and then you've got a gradual. Um, gradual steep 
foot, uh, footpath running up and it, it gets to a boulder field nearer the top which is quite similar you've got the big set of steps going up the side of Snowdon yeah. about two thirds of the way up and then it plateaus again uh, for the last few hundred metres which is very similar to Loch Nagar so it's perfect training ground uh, the descent's quite fast trail again with a big set of steps near the top so it yeah. um, it mimics the course quite well and it's yeah as you say Kyle it's very accessible yeah I think um, I think for me anyway, like, like going back to that race in Snowden, that was really was your, your breakthrough, and um, I think a lot of people went, "Wow, you know, it's and and really, and this is something I'm going to touch on because I think every you know a lot of runners get this is they don't have the confidence in races or they feel that they're they're not in that place, they shouldn't be there, they they, they feel that they're not going to get that time or placing, but when they do they really need to embrace that confidence and, 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 and really take that on to the next race and you see so many runners who really don't believe in their ability and um, I think for, for you anyway you know you, you, you did so well at Snowden you embraced it you gathered the confidence from it and you took it on to the next race and even since then you've improved so much in Snowden in terms of your time and your placing that you, you, you went from 11th to I think your, your, your most recent one was 5th um, and that's you know that that it's an it's a stacked international field. I mean, you've got the top guys there, and I think if that was a GB trial, for example, you would be in the mix because it's the condition, it's the right kind of race for you. And I know you're you're you know you've got your jack of all trades, jack of all trades, and a master still at the the, the fell running. And you're, I say a jack of all trade. You're still a very good runner in all sorts, and you're still improving in that. You're still learning. Uh, one of the notable things I remember you saying to me was, uh, and this is quite quite early on, and it was like interval training. I just go out and hover bash. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right, and that's uh, that was where I, I was not going wrong, but um, not perhaps maximizing my potential for a long time. Is the I would do a Tuesday session and I would race myself fit the rest of the time, you know, and be that a Wednesday race, a Saturday race, a Sunday race. I mean. I remember some seasons I was doing five or six double race weekends. Uh, so that was racing on a Saturday and a Sunday. And then more often than not, racing midweek as well. And it did catch up with me. I, I bonked big style in uh, on Pentland Skyline one year. I got to about three miles in, and that's a 16-mile race. And, <laughs> and realised my climbing legs had not arrived. And I can tell you, it's a very long way that around. A long, a long way um, to go. When you fall into bits the whole way. Now, now I, th- I think one one notable thing as well that you've re- you know I've noticed in the last couple of years for you is you've um, and I think I encourage most you know, I'm not I'm not saying every listener is different and they've got different goals or they've got a specific focus they want to be a, either be a marathon runner an ultra runner a ten k runner and I I think you've started to dabble in in different types of of disciplines of of running you know you've done. You've done a park run, um, and you're starting. To, I think something you did lack was although you were doing you were doing well on the hills. You didn't really have the speed, and I think you've certainly developed that. And I think you've developed that by having more structure around your your training, um, and also dabbling in some ten k races. And you know, you've done you've done a, a, like I said, you've done a couple of park runs. But your your ten k time a few years ago was. I don't know what was it thirty. Oh, I mean, or? yeah, it was. Uh, I only started doing um, winter training in about two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. Before that, I was very much a summer runner. So I would start running again in April, 
normally two or three weeks before the Clackenaben Hill race. And then by about July, August time, I'd be getting reasonably fit. I'd have a few decent results. I'd get to the last Highland Games race, which was normally Bramar. Um, and then I'd stop running again yeah. for the winter. And it's, uh, so, so it, was, it was very um, a very short season. And yeah. I know why, you know, you're just a, a background in, in what you do. You know, you, you've got a fairly... A fairly manual manual job and you know, you're it's not just sitting behind a desk like like i do you know you're, you're out and about and you're it's, it's probably quite difficult to train as well as, as work hard yeah actually. certainly i mean uh, at that stage i was i was still at uni and um to be honest i just i, d- I didn't really take running particularly seriously you know it, it was a fun thing to do during the summer but it wasn't wasn't nearly as serious as I take it now you know I didn't I didn't get the same level of, of enjoyment out of yeah. running fast um back then that I, that I do now so I started training with a club in Worthing I was working down in uh, working down in Sussex at the time so I was doing winter training with a club down there and I don't think the guys will be listening but a big shout out to anybody at uh, Ron Academy Worthing if they are Ron Academy uh, Worthing yeah there you go <laughs> and uh, so started doing started doing a few races for them cross countries and and the odd 10k but Again, I was still cutting timber, so you, it wasn't the best for for your running. Um, Develop big shoulders as well. Develop yeah. big shoulders, yeah. yeah, big powerful. Uh, so again, I was always a power power runner for a while, which was great for plowing through bog and heather, but not so good for going fast on on the roads. Um, yeah, although I'm gonna, I, I was slagging James off earlier, off off record, but hey, it's 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 a podcast, and you're entitled to say whatever you want within reason. Uh, James doesn't use his arms. Every picture, if you see a picture of James uh, running, look at how he runs, right? And I know it's just a photo; it's not a, 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 a video. Maybe you've got videos of you running, but we'll keep that for another. We'll keep that's, that. For that's, another. Yeah, it's private. Yeah, it's right? private. Private videos. <laughs> private there. viewing. But he runs with his arms down, like, and he doesn't use them. So he's got these big guns, big arms, and doesn't bloody use them. Now, a message for the listeners: running. If you use your arms more, you're probably going to go a little bit quicker. So message for James let's see yeah, next time you, you, you pose for the camera even if you even, just even pretend you know pretend just, that you're actually running you know just, all so right. I'm sagging James off and he, you know he's, he's beaten me in, in races before and uh, without even using his arms so so there you go it's, uh, no, I used I think uh, the race recently that I used my arms most in was Ben Resipol and the top is that sec- not just to keep yourself up right? well no the top section of Ben Resipol is um, probably about an 80% gradient so I was pulling myself up with wow. my arms uh, which which is where they come in very handy and then uh, yeah as you say Kyle on the descents I flail around um, like a bit of a fairy but it's all um, it's all balance you it's, know you yeah, just, your it, arms arms out wide so you'll see pictures of me running downhill with my arms all over the place but yeah on the flat the we noticed this the other day there's some pictures uh, when I was out on Guernsey and yeah my arms are just down by my waist I don't think about them at all when so, I'm running so what you need to get is uh, you know a couple of what are those um, things that rattle around uh, maracas maracas a couple of maracas <laughs> and, and you know Get get a beat going. Get and, a beat and going. You I might know. get a few weird looks, but I mean, you only you live in you live in the living sticks. Dinner, dinner's pretty quiet for yeah. uh, for men running around with maracas right now. Dinner, dinner's also the place that someone stole my uh, my GBT top from. Uh, the the one that I cherished so much that I left it behind a tree, and uh, unbeknown to me, I finished my session and the the, the the top had disappeared. Somebody nicked it, 
And I've already interrogated James. It's certainly not him. It wasn't. He, it wasn't he, me. No, he was out the country at the time. I was. Yeah. I was. That was my alibi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so anyway, I, I lost. A, somebody stole my smelly GB top that I I was proud as punch to wear. Uh, in fact, I wasn't that proud as punch because I put behind a tree and uh, and but I, I hid it and it just disappeared. And uh, yeah. so somebody actually stole it. Yeah. And they stole Debbie's smelly uh, t-shirt as well. So anyway. A shout out so to that's, yeah, shout out to whoever's got that. I exactly. hope you're listening, and, and uh, you should return it. Yeah, Even if you, you leave it behind the tree, I mm-hmm. might might spot it on one of my wee jaunts up and down the railway line. From that's right. It? Send send me a private message if you can. I don't know if you can send private messages, but create a fake account and send me a <laughs> private message. Um, anyway, it's not this. This that's, show is not. About, this interview is not about. That's my, quite a good it. running rant, though, Kyle. It is. It's, it's, you know, I don't think. I think bef- uh, the podcast. We never actually uh, had the podcast running at that point. Um, it was actually before pre pre tartan running shorts. So, pre TRS, yeah, pre TRS. <laughs> there you go. Um, so anyway, this is maybe a great platform for me to to do that shout out. So anyone along who's ever ran along the D side line, I think it was between February, Feb, between February and March, twenty eighteen, um, and the location was just between a boy and dinner so anyone who has a white nike gb top long sleeve please uh return it as soon as possible to me anonymous anonymously if if you don't want to be uh if you don't want to get beaten up um or, or publicly named and shamed on, publicly on the trs exactly exactly so you you choose uh what we what we want to how you want to proceed um, thank you very much anyway back to the interview uh with james espy <laughs> So, so James, um, we were talking about before I started slagging you off, not using your arms when you run. Um, when you, so you got, you went from your ten k time, thirty eight minutes. I know we talk about times, and I know it's not relevant, but I think measuring your performance in other ways is also quite relevant. I think it's yeah, okay. So home. specific specific times are not particularly relevant, especially not when you're a hill runner. And that was that was something Kyle uh, again said to me the second year I ran Snowden. I got to halfway and uh, I was running right next to Kyle and I said to him, Kyle, I'm two minutes slower than last year. And he said to me, your time means nothing, Espy, which was, or forget your time, I think were his exact words. And that was really useful to me. Very like handy tip. Basically, it was snap out of it. Stop worrying about your watch and just get on with running up this hill. And uh, that's, that's are exactly that, what that, I needed. SB can't really tell the time, anyways. So <laughs> probably so, wrong. So, so having, having misread the numbers, not yeah. told the time, and uh, and been given a talking to by Kyle, I uh, prompt, promptly dropped him and went off up the hill. Oh. And, <laughs> and uh, sorry, sorry, I think Kyle. I, it's okay. I, think <laughs> I was, uh, I think I was the last Scott that that year. So there you, there you go. Oh, I you, but there's only three of us. <laughs> Third Scott. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, ten k times. I um, yeah, I used to bang about thirty six, thirty eight minutes um for a long time, and then the last couple of years started doing a bit more winter training again on the roads, and got that down to thirty eight four and a half or thereby, and then even in August of last year at Great Aberdeen, I ran thirty four and a half. Um, although I was reasonably hill fit, I just wasn't didn't I hadn't been doing any speed. And you were second. You were second at the Gravity Run Ten K. That would have been about good enough for ninth or something <laughs> this year. Uh, it was a, a lot more competitive. 
Just better conditions. But, uh, I don't, don't know about there that. There you go. Just, just for the just, listeners. Uh, that's all you have to say. Uh, anyway, so then this year I was I was training down with uh, with Winchester. I was working on a vineyard and training with Winchester. So I'd I'd stopped in the forestry, which let me drop a bit of weight off my shoulders, which which made a huge difference. And then um, doing con- constructive progressive sessions on the road. Uh, lots of sort of kilometre reps and um, and mile reps on the Tuesday, and then do, running nice long threshold blocks on the on the Thursday. And uh, yeah, had a couple of pops at a ten k and uh, and got down to uh, just below thirty three, thirty two fifty, I think, which was it was good. I was happy with that. Nice, fast enough for a hill runner, and um, back back to the hills, and it definitely helped. It was really useful just to have that increased cadence when I got to the flat sections um, because I was still strong on the hills. You know, two or three weeks back doing some big hill climbs, I was still strong on the climbs, still good on the descents, but I had the uh, the ability to transition into much faster running on the on the flatter or the trail sections or at the beginning and the end of the races. So that was um, hugely useful for me uh, when I got to the likes of the inter-counties this year and, and uh, the British champs out in Ireland, stuff like that. Yeah, brilliant. I think you've answered my question. Was you know how useful was was that kind of winter block and and that speed training and I think I think as well. You know, it's um, the transition. You know, that's a decent time, and um, I'm sure you can, if you wanted to, if you wanted to focus your efforts on specifically 10k's, you, you could. But really, the the thing that really gets tickles your fancy is is hill running and and fell running and. Um, and yeah, I mean you're you're doing a, a great job. So do you think that having that winter training's helped you for this season? Do you feel do you oh, feel absolutely. that you're you're stronger and, and faster and Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I um you know, I, I couldn't have been nearly as competitive this season um as I have been had I not done the the speed work during the winter. Yeah. I built up that base. I mean it's dropped off now. I, I don't have the speed in my legs now that I had in um in April and May sort of thing when I'd just come off the winter block but that's because with the weather being so good I've basically not been doing sessions all summer I've just been taking myself off in the hills and mashing myself <laughs> up and down not, up and down Monroe's just for the sake of it not and, only has he been mashing himself he's actually he, well he has mashed himself quite literally uh, running downhills and going over his ankle a couple of times now um, I'm sure it was my stag do uh, was it oh, my stag dear. do so I'm hanging, I'm puking out in, in a bucket. I know, I know this is promoting no, this running was, and this health was and pre, well-being. This was pre- before the bucket, I think, wasn't before it? Before the bucket, that's <laughs> right. You were, yeah. So before the bucket arrived at dinner time, uh, <laughs> SB hobbles into the in, into the where were we? Uh, was it the Glenshee? Glen Spittle, Glenshee, Spittle, somewhere, weren't some, we? Some mountain, some hut there. Um, it was like the ten of us and, and uh, SB hobbles in after doing the. I'd, I'd been at Bramar Games and uh, had been racing down the hill through the heather in a new pair of shoes. Which runners is a terrible idea. Don't wear new shoes in a race. You'd think. Yeah, who would do that? <laughs> you'd think, what idiot would do that? You'd think after sort of five years on the on the racing scene, I'd have learnt something, but I hadn't learnt that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was that was bang. The ankle went over, but. Ah, it'll be okay, you know. True hill runner style. You, you only had that. On. You, you only you only had an international race two weeks later. That's though. right. Yeah, four four weeks before before um, Smarnagora. So um, it was uh, it was just ah, it'll be fine. Carry on, and then a hundred yards later, bang again. Um, I think I think I went over it four times by the time I got to the bottom. I finished the race, and uh, yeah, within 
five minutes it blew up like a watermelon I couldn't walk on that at all I couldn't drive had to get a lift over to, to Kyle Stagger and uh, then uh, there I was um, parked with a with a beer in one hand and a blown up ankle and I think probably a Jaeger bomb in the other hand <laughs> and, uh, got a, and Kleenex uh, <laughs> Kleenex tissues as well to, to dry your eyes I dry my eyes yeah. that was right yeah I wasn't in a very good place at that point and I got a message um got a message from Malcolm Patterson who's a hill running coordinator for Scottish Athletics and uh, he he said oh um, are you available to go to Trofeo Benoni to race with the Snowden team uh, this was after I come fifth at Snowden and hadn't been told anything about it because it was only the lead the first three British runners so all of a sudden I, I got an ankle which I could hardly stand on <laughs> a belly full of beer and uh, Kyle puking in a bucket. Kyle somewhere. puking in a bucket, but we won't worry too much about him because he's a big boy. He's a big boy. And uh, and then two effectively international races within I think five or six weeks of of that. So it was a bit of a a bit of a battle to get back fit for them, and I wasn't particularly fit by by the time I did get back to them. But I was able to run um, and run not too badly. Well, I th- I think that that leads to, that that's probably your first um, that your first international race really what was it that, well that no one, that was that was after one of the first ones that you started getting international bug was, it, was that right no well, that was the first one uh, it was wasn't the first uh, sort of uh, scottish vest but it was the first time i went overseas yeah. to race yeah um yeah and they, in fact both of those were the first the first two races i've done overseas and really enjoyed them yeah. i mean the atmosphere out in europe is incredible Compar- in comparison to the british races um, it's it's a completely different scene. I, I I just don't think you know you run up uh, you know Mount Keen uh, out in a boyne you're gonna get cowbells uh, around the side of you running up this manure you know no, the only uh, cowbell you'll get is is a cow with a bell and, <laughs> and that's it yeah uh, if if yeah. even that no yeah. it's the the crowds the crowds are fantastic um they've all as you say Kyle they've all got cowbells or um these sort of uh, ratchet things that you used to get at football matches and um, they, at Trofeo Venoni they had a magazine and it had your start uh, number with your name in it so they, they'd look up in the, in the magazine you know they'd see me coming with number 14 on and they'd shout oh uh, die 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 which is go 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 and then uh, uh, they'd shout your name as well so it's fantastic you've got all these um, all these Italians shouting your name at the top of this hill, brilliant scenery. And it's, uh, uh, it's the Trophy of Venoni. I, I, I actually did it again, competing with James. See, I did it before James. You know, I'm. Uh, uh, you, got a few, you got a few years ahead of a, me. A right few, now. a few, uh, a few more grey hairs uh, to boot as well. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's an incredible race, and I, I think um, it's the, the formats are really, isn't it? And yeah, the, the reason really... why I'm mentioning this now is uh, what, as we as this goes live. Um, I'm hoping maybe this week we we get you on the show. Uh, he he will actually um, be doing the Trophy of Venoni race this weekend. Um, so that's right. So uh, just tell us a little bit about it. You know, I I I, I yap around, I yap away too much. So I think you're probably better to explain it than me. It's been a long time since I went to see, so I forgot what it's all about. It's it's a three leg relay. At least for the men, it's a three leg relay. And I think I'll I'll take my turn to have a wee bit of a runner's rant here as well. And it's not a three legged race. It's a three legged relay. So there's three three runners on the men's team, but the women's team only have two runners, and we're not sure why. But the men have a 7k route and the ladies only have a 5k route and the ladies only get to race in a team every second year and on the years in between it's just an individual race 
whereas the men is a three-man relay every year. So, Italians, I know you won't be listening to this, and I might not get an invite back if you hear me (laughs) ranting about this, but I think you should make it fair because the top bit of the course is the more interesting bit, so the ladies should be allowed to race up there as well. And that's my rant over. Absolutely. Well, it's always good to get a rant because it's either my rant or Tom's rant. So, <laughs> yeah, well, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Making, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, kind of, you know, talking about the, the course and the distances. So it's a 7K. It's, it's a 7K rough, race. Yeah, it's, and it's roughly 7K. And it's basically, it's up this fairly steep climb and then all the way back down. And it is a brutal climb. Uh, yeah. It, most... it, it's runnable, but it's... Steep. It's steep, yeah, yeah. And, and the bottom section, the bottom half in particular, is on concrete paths and uh, there's a fair section of tarmac road zigzags up through it, so it's it's fast on the way up, you know, you, when you're running on roads you feel like you should be going quickly, but obviously you're going up a steep hill, so it, you really suffer, yeah. uh, and then the descent, the the top section is not too bad, there's some, some nice bits of trail up there. Um, but all too quickly you come down to I remember uh, just before you go down the hill uh, the last time I did it they were cooking chestnuts I think it was at chestnuts they were cooking at the top of the oh I don't remember well that's I went through the smell of chestnuts at the top of the hill and it was there was people like just buying some and that oh it was a lovely smell but anyway I was racing so I had to I couldn't stop so it was a <laughs> relay so I, I would let the team down if I uh, if I stopped so anyway you, you got you were at the top you, you then you drop descent. into the descent and the descent is um, quite exciting twisty tiny paths which generally are quite interesting um, for the top section and then you get you come on to what's effectively really steep if you've done Snowden think the bottom section of the Snowden race steep concrete and tarmac and cobbled paths so they're real like they destroy your legs because you're running full tilt but there's obviously no give in the ground whatsoever um, but it's it's only sort of I think the the quickest times last year were about thirty odd minutes and I mean I I wasn't very fit I did it in thirty four something I'd hope to do it a bit quicker this year um, but there's nowhere to hide there's no you can't take it easy because you haven't got time to to make it up later on um, and you just devastate yourself running down these hills. Yeah. Well, so yeah, it's a great account of the the race and it brings back fond memories. Although we <laughs> sure. we didn't we didn't I think our team it was myself Robbie Simpson and uh, oh god who was who was the other person I was running with um, Georgia Tinley's brother what's Tom it? oh I'm, I'm brother sure, not brother sorry oh god it's I've had one gin that's all I've had um, uh, Tom Tom Martin Tom Martin sorry ah. Tom I know that's not you uh, yeah so I think it was us three and. The only the only guy to perform well that day was actually Tom. Uh, Robbie had a slight injury in his hip, and, and I was injured going into the race. But uh, but I ended up not running for three weeks before. But I ended up still doing it, and I, I had a disaster. But uh, hey, it was. But I'm sure you guys will do better this year. <laughs> I hope. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, so this year, who's who's in the team this year? So the team this year is uh, Andy Douglas, um, who's been on the show recently. Ross Gollan who's a very good um, young runner coming up. I mean, he's 21 now, I think. Oh, and he might even be 22. Um, an excellent, excellent fell runner. He's, he's mixed this season between some short fell races and some right up to some mountain races. Um, and generally done very well. I think if he if he picked uh, picked his events slightly more, uh, slightly more specifically, 
he would uh, he'd be a real force to be reckoned with in the future. I think, I think as well, uh, Ross. He's he's had a uh, he had a bit of an injury earlier in the season. I, I believe. Um, I could be wrong, Ross. Apologies if I have. But I'm sure you had an injury, maybe earlier in the season. Uh, I might. It might take that up. I uh, uh, maybe beat, him, beat him at one or two in in the early part of the season. I think the biggest uh, the biggest. Uh, issue maybe Ross just had a poor race. Not quite you're injured. <laughs> oh, mate, that's maybe what it was, Ross. Apologies. Yeah, I think you got lost. You get lost a lot in races. So, but that's, anyway, that's, that's no. That, that's not not a bad thing. You know, you you learn from your mistakes eventually. Uh, yeah. I I, I I keep telling myself. <laughs> He's uh, he's done Trophy of Vanoni before, so uh, yeah, with the two of them on that sort of course, I'm definitely uh, definitely going to have to up my game to to kind of perform on a level with them. Yeah, well, good luck, um, good luck with the race, James and in, in, uh, in the team, Andrew and and, and Ross. Um, is this year in terms of the female field, are we? And I know it's been funded um, by Scottish Athletics, so it's a kind of unofficial Scotland team is yeah, that is that right exactly so um, the the ladies going out are um Laura D- Laura Dix- Lauren, Lauren Dixon, Dixon and, and uh, Charlotte, Charlotte Morgan, Morgan. Yeah. yeah okay so it's uh, really this no not for the, the for this year for the ladies it's just a straight race right okay right. oh well that that'd be good so yeah good luck to everyone doing that so brilliant um well okay so other than that um in terms of you're staying out there for another week, is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's Just right. Do a bit so more training. We, well, the 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 guys that I'm going out there with, obviously Ross and Andy, and uh, Ross's uh, Ross's younger brother uh, Yon, who's uh, who's making a making a name for himself in the junior scene. Uh, we're going to spend uh, spend another week out there, just uh, touring about and and doing some some more running in the in the Alps. Uh, it, it sort of followed on. We I've actually just come back from. Uh, Germany and Slovenia, where I was out with uh, with the same group of guys, a um, couple of couple of uh, uh, Irish folk as well, Sarah McCormack and and Zach Hanna and uh, Chris Arthur, who's from from England, and we we went ran out uh, went out there to do the um, the Hochfeld Berghof uphill only race, which uh, was it was about seven kilometres and uh, just over a thousand metres of climb. Uh, had a had a great race there and. Uh, and then we spent spent a week just trashing ourselves on the hill, and then went. To, that was that was for a World Cup race, and then went to Smarnagora, which was another World Cup race. And where's that one? Is that in? That's in Slovenia. Slovenia, yeah. yeah. Okay, and I, so, I, and I take it there. You know, again, it's when you when you go to Europe, but you race some of the other guys there. They're just a, you know, there's so, so much depth as well in, in these races. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean the the. Uh, Hochfelden was a field of three hundred and something, and I came, uh, I came twenty third, I think, and uh, I was beaten by the first lady, uh, a woman called Andrea Meyer, who's an, an absolute animal when it comes to running uphill. Uh, so we, uh, we, yeah, we raced out there and uh, and had a really good time, and it was it was great fun spending uh, spending a week with athletes of of that quality. You know, guys that are all. Um, on their day better than me generally um, so that's something I'd recommend listeners no matter what level you're at if you get the opportunity to go on a holiday or on a training camp with folks that are a bit better than you take it go because although fitness by osmosis is not exactly a thing it, it, it being encouraged to go out running more and harder and faster than you would do normally is is only a good thing and you you don't even realize you're doing it because you're having so much fun 
So essentially, it's like listening to the Tartan Running Shorts podcast. Um, when you Fitness listen by to osmosis. <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys are running your your long runs, you're actually you're improving so much. Um, you you just you, you won't believe it. Um, so continue listening to Tartan Running Shorts. Um, and uh, you know we've got. I think this is this is our half half a year episode, I believe. If uh, if James gets gets on this week, uh, episode number twenty six, I believe. There um, you go. Shameless so, so, plug. So, shameless <laughs> plug there. Uh, so if you haven't listened to all those episodes, that's twenty six hours at least of all right, content. And some, some of them and are banging t- near two hours <laughs> long. Right. So yeah, that, that's uh, when we've got so much to talk about. Um, but but yeah. Uh, so so in terms of so you, you've got that coming up, and um, it, well, you've obviously you, you had a great time in Europe, and you you've you've had a really good season to be honest. Like you know, a, a few niggles and a few. Again, going over your ankle issues, and you've you've come back really well uh, from some of the injuries that you, you've had this season. Um, and I think probably the the main thing uh, what I was impressed about was your uh, your resilience to to really uh, when you're injured is to cross train and cross train well. And you've you've dabbled in some cycling as well as a, a cheeky little uh, yeah, a cheeky little triathlon as yeah, well. Well, eh? we'll I'll I'll uh, talk about the cross training first, and then we'll we'll get to the triathlon, but. The I uh, I went out to Recce the um, the Ockel two thousands. I went out with a, a guy from Carnethy, Liam Braby, who was giving me a few um, a few navigation trip uh, tips. So Liam, if you if you're listening to this, thanks very much for that. Thanks um, very much as well for listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> I didn't you're one, you're one of the nine I think tonight. <laughs> uh, so um, so I uh, yeah I managed to injure myself wrecking a race and subsequently wasn't able to run said race but uh, it, it did mean that I spent the entire month of August on the bike uh, and I was down I was working down in the borders at the time and cycling in the borders is fantastic um, it's love lots of lovely quiet roads good road surfaces and um, lovely undulating terrain so you you never really get a chance to kind of relax too much before the next week climb comes and um, you go through the gears and back down again like nothing on earth. Uh, so yeah, I was I was going out. I think for four weeks I averaged about two hundred miles um, a week on the bike and and pushing on. Um, I mean, a lot of the time it was it was nice weather, so that helps you go out. But I was training on anger a lot of the time because I um, I couldn't run and and I was I was fed up with not being able to run. So I would just go out and just smash myself on the bike. And then I'd come home and I'd have something to eat, or I'd go to work for the day, and I'd uh, get back in the evening, and then go out and and do another thirty miles on the bike, and just just smash myself again. And it it meant that I kept a really good base, um, and that is something which n- normally with injuries I can maybe let my head head go down a bit, and I'll just instead of going out and, and cycling, I'll sit and eat a a jumbo pack of chocolate hobnobs <laughs> and uh, and get fat. So, um, so it it definitely well, helped. Well, you, you did pretty well because you know I, I didn't off the fat boy slim. You know, without the that's, I used to call you that. Yeah, kind of sad. And uh, did your winter training came back uh, ten times the, the Sl- size you slender were, man, slender man, or fat boy slim? So, uh, yeah, I, I think you know, I think um, I think I was really impressed by uh, by how well you you dealt with your injury and especially. You know, I think you set the sights on on winning the Scottish um, Scottish Hill Running Championship League, as well. That's right, Kyle. And, yeah, and I think you, you know, 
you did pretty well. You were in contention uh, yourself, and I think it was James Waldy. It was down to the wire, I believe. Was yeah, it? it was absolutely. Um, so it was uh, by the final race. It was a three-way battle between um, myself, James Waldy, and uh, Al Anthony. Uh, but Al, Al was actually off running the Ring of Steel. He's he's won the champ several years in in the past, and he was in the lead going into the final race. But if James and I had good enough results, uh, then we could could overhaul him. So it was it was uh, right down to basically first man across the line in the final race of the series, won the champs, and um, I think I uh, had a bit of advice a bit of advice from Kyle, and uh, which wasn't one hundred percent useful <laughs> if I'm honest. I had a bit of advice from from Kenny Wilson, who's um, obviously a big big friend of the show, and uh, just the show, not us. Ju- well, no, <laughs> we we love Kenny, <laughs> um, and uh, he he said. Uh, if he's if before a race, he just goes out thinking, "This is what I enjoy doing, and this is what I want to do." And that I think I'd lost track of that. I was putting too much pressure on myself, getting too worried about trying to get the result, and not thinking enough about just going out and racing other good runners. And that's what I really enjoy doing. Um, and so that was sort of forty-eight hours before the race, I got that and was suddenly able to relax and get a couple of decent nights' kip uh, before the race. And um, and then I got there, and you know there was James was there obviously, and Sam Alexander, um, who was another top five contender, was there, and um, so it was just a case of right, get your head down. I'd wrecked the course, so I knew knew what I was up against, and um, uh, I just went out and and ran a hard race, and thought this is what I enjoy doing, and uh, it, it paid off. You know, I I, uh, I wanted it. Don't get me wrong, I, I really wanted that championship this year. Um, it was there to be taken, and and I was I was damn sure I wanted to get it. Well, I think uh, you know, I, I think uh, James has maybe been a little bit a little bit too harsh, and uh, I didn't give him sound advice. Now, <laughs> I uh, I went for the reverse psychology um, uh, theory, I suppose, and and that was to say, James, I just don't think you've got it in your legs. Uh, I, I don't think you've got a, uh, I, I don't think you've got the. This, the, the the running specific training and uh, I was I was maybe slightly you know I, I think I, I believed in him and I, and, I, and I knew that would kind of make him want it more um, and, 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 and prove and Kyle wrong prove Kyle let's gonna, I'm going to prove Kyle wrong here and what happened Jim yeah, you, I... went, you went out and you 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 you, you, you kicked ass um, and, and you did it well and you did it with with um, you know with honour and and yeah, it was. I, I mean, to be honest, you, you had a pretty, uh, you know, you hadn't really. You were going into it with very little running training, but like I said, I was impressed by you maintaining the the, the other specific swimming. You were doing a lot of swimming. You were doing a bit of cycling, and um, and then you end up winning the Scottish Championship League, which is yeah, I'd, fantastic. I mean, yeah. I'd I'd been back running by that stage for about three weeks, but I still couldn't run on consecutive days. Um, which to to the runners out there, you'll know that um, you you run on consecutive days a lot. Uh, so I um, I was struggling a bit, but I I I could get my legs turning over, and I'd got the base fitness, and um, I'd got I'd got the urge, and what I wanted it, um, and uh, yeah, it was just a case of go out and get it in the end, and um, uh, I got lucky. Yeah, you did. You absolutely did. Now, I think this kind of brings me on to a couple more questions. Uh, 
Uh, it's really interesting. Um, so when you were doing your training, you decided, well, I'm getting the bug for cycling and I'm starting to do a bit of swimming as well while I'm injured. And a bit, a bit like kind of what, what happened to me. And, you know, I decided to do a triathlon. So you ended up um, getting yourself uh, getting yourself ready for the Huntley Triathlon, didn't That's you? That's right, yeah. So I, I was I was doing all this, uh, doing all this cycling and, and quite enjoying it. And I was confident, you know, I knew I had to be fit for Ben Recipal, so the end of September wouldn't be a problem. Um, great, great friends with Debbie, obviously, and um, she's she's a bit of a hero when it comes to a triathlon. So I was like, wouldn't it be fun to to have a bash at a triathlon? And uh, Huntley Standard Distance coincided with a, a nice empty weekend in my calendar. So it was, and, after, uh, it was after all and, my and serious tens racing. Of pounds later. Tens, well, yeah, yeah. Um, once I'd remortgaged my bike to uh, to pay for the entry, once you bought a bike, to <laughs> bought, bought a bike, borrowed. So I got uh, I got a borrowed tri suit, a borrowed tri belt, um, a borrowed tri bars for my bike, an awful lot of borrowed knowledge um, from various people, uh, one or two of the folk at D side runners and and Debbie herself, and uh, so off I went. I I did. Uh, did I think I did a session in the pool once a week for about six weeks beforehand, off the back of lots of cycling and uh, obviously a, a general run run fitness, but without the specific sessions uh, and specific run training in the lead up to it. And uh, yeah, it was great fun. Um, absolutely fantastic Sunday afternoon out. And you came uh, second overall. And I came second overall. Yeah. yeah. However, the the main the main point I'll make is uh, what was your time? O- overall. On the race, yeah. Oh, uh, two oh six, two oh eight. Two oh eight. Uh, what was my time? Two probably quicker. No doubt. Two oh three. Yeah, think. there you go. So there you go. There's a little. Um, but I'll point out that uh, Kyle had a tri bike, so uh, that uh, was that would have been worth uh, at least uh, two minutes. <laughs> at least, uh, at least two minutes. At least two minutes. Yeah. Um, what I can do though that Kyle can't do is tumble turn. I, I, I tried once and then I got water in my head water up, in my in my head, <laughs> up my nose and I decided oh, screw this I'm just going to push off so uh, but no um, I, I, I think uh, you know conditions do vary in, in triathlons but that was my my best ever triathlon one of the only ones I did but um, it, it did definitely it definitely made a difference on, on the tri bike but I don't think I could go that speed on a bike again and, and, and I think yeah uh, I just remember Debbie being being because she came out the water first overall and uh, her, me going past her uh, on on the cycle three quarters of the way in and um, and and that was you know that was that was my uh, that was so my your last. your incentive was uh, was to beat Debbie that that's, was my only that's why you purpose went so quick. was to beat Debbie in the race and <laughs> I, I think if we were to race that I think it would be almost neck and neck in, in terms of I think they'd probably finish at the same time just oh, I was I was quite confident that had Debbie raced that day I'd have been beaten because <laughs> I know for a fact that she'd have been quicker than me in the pool significantly she'd have been a lot quicker than me on the bike and I might have clawed a wee bit back on the run as I did to to everybody there oh yeah, um, yeah. my uh, my run uh, I, mean, I ran I ran 36 and a half for a 10k but uh, I was almost four minutes quicker than the rest of the triathletes. Yeah. So triathletes, if you're listening, you need to train at your running because otherwise people <laughs> like me will turn up next year. <laughs> and, or I train might, your, and I might do. Or get faster in your swimming and your cycling so that you can hold on in the run. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. That's why I quite like triathlons. And um, I know we're talking about triathlons. It's a running show. So I think Debbie will be uh, 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 upset because there's not. I don't. There's a, a Scottish triathlon podcast. Um, 
So, so yeah, there, there you go. We better, we better stop talking about it. Oh, um, I don't know. Running's a third of triathlon. There's a third, exactly. And it's probably a little bit more than a third because, yeah. you know, your, your swim is usually the shortest um, discipline. Then it's the cycle is the longest. And, you know, in between yeah. the swim and the, the cycle, there's the run dis- distance and discipline. So, um, anyway, so, so that kind of rounds off a fairly, a, a fairly cracking season for you. Yeah, certainly um, did. So what's after after Trophy of Anoni and and you know doing a few a few days uh, out in the out in the mountains? What's what's next for you in the agenda? And what's next is from a, a short term perspective in the winter and into next year. So immediately is my annual winter break, and that'll be two to three weeks of doing nothing at Hi- all. Hibernating under a a, a tree. A tree. Hi- hibernating under a tree. Yeah, yeah. making a treehouse for <laughs> yourself and. <in> the- <laughs> something like that no oh, it'll right. be it'll be two or three weeks with no running and no cycling and no swimming and that's just to completely let everything reset you know i'm i'm on it's, it's a bit frustrating because i'm coming up to some quite good form at the moment just with the the base mileage that i've been doing and, and the odd session um but everything's just a bit fatigued you know now, now my argument though james i know you're starting you're saying you're a little bit fatigued and you're coming on to form why lose why lose the form when well, you're, because you're gaining it because in the middle of November, as far as I'm concerned, it's completely off season. You know, I, I don't really run cross country, generally speaking, because they start in October and November when I've got to the end of hill season and I'm absolutely trashed and I just want to have a rest. If there were more cross countries in the springtime, I'd run them, you know, if, because they'd be excellent warm up races for hill season. But I just don't feel the need to flog round a grassy muddy field for 25 minutes or 45 minutes on a saturday morning when i could be either drinking s- beer and sitting in, in the your pub bed. or in my bed yeah. or r- running up a nice hill somewhere so i don't i don't really see the the need to to come onto really good form now and then delay taking a break until later in the year because all that's going to do is knock on, um, is eat into my winter training block yeah. which will then kind of delay me getting fit for for the spring season when the when the hill racing comes back in and that's what really matters to me so i'd rather take the break now than have to take the break in say february when i'm i'm then curtailing my winter training um to uh to in in preparation for for the april kind of racing kicking off i think i think that makes sense um I think you know everyone approaches it differently, and you know some people like just taking the the break off racing completely to reset, and or you know some people like to race every you know throughout the whole time. But I think it is important. It is a long, it is a long season cross country, and it, it's the same length as hill running. The season it's just in the winter, and um, but you know when you you focus your a your a races in the summer, then naturally you're going to have to take the break in the in you know in, at some point in the winter. So with that in mind, there's a few next year. There's a few cross country races in the spring. Would it be? Do you think you would you look at maybe getting some speed and doing like the national cross country championships or any of that? Would you? That would be that would be an aside, really. I, I mean, the intention is after after this we break is to get a um, to get a four or six weeks of of road training in. And yes, I said I said the R word. I'm I'm sorry to all the other <laughs> hill runners out there, but. Um, <laughs> There is a time and a place for running on the roads, and that is during dark, wet winter evenings, and for doing short speed sessions. 
um, and the rest of the time, don't bother with it. It's awful. Well, I'm <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna, I'm kind of gonna relate that to okay, almost one question in, in no, two questions in one. So, ultra, like I say, road running. When are you gonna do a half marathon or a road a, a road marathon? Is my my answer. Okay. When my I, question, not answer. When am I gonna do a road marathon? Not if when. Probably never. A half marathon is on the cards for the late winter, early spring of next year. So March, are, March time. Are you going to reveal where it is? No, I haven't found one. Well, well yeah, I'll, I'll give you a few. I'll give you a few, few pointers yeah. in there. Um, so no, the, the idea is to try and try and hit a 10k around Christmas time, um, or perhaps just after Christmas time. I know that seems counterintuitive to everybody else, but uh, just uh, on PH Racing, I've got one in Christmas time. It's uh, it's somewhere in. We spoke about on the podcast. Um, I can't remember the name of where it is, but anyway, Google PH Racing 10K in Christmas. And, there you go. Don't, go on the website. Don't, and, don't and Google it and don't enter it until I've entered it, please. Because <laughs> that's what I really struggle with the, with road races is they all seem to fill up a huge distance in advance. 100%. Yeah. And uh, I'm not one of these guys that's very on it with pre entry. Well, I, I think, yeah, I mean, there's so many. Again, this is a bit of a. I, I think we've already had this running around. Races fill up so quickly these days. And, and I know it, it, it appeases to people, rate, you know, they, they sign up every week for a race. And, and then the people who actually want an A racer. For example, I tried to sign up to the Glen Ogle 33 and I couldn't get a space. and despite me not knowing there was even a waiting list I asked and I, I, I got I got you know quite rightfully denied um, entering it but for me it would have been I've just done the marathon season I've done a great summer block and I just want to do a long 30 miler and, and that would be perfect and I'd love to see the area and just being a just the camaraderie around it and anyway I'm, I'm rambling on again but uh, it is, it is it's, difficult it's, it's frustrating to... it is frustrating when you you know, if even I mean, it was like four weeks, five weeks ago, and it's it's filled up, and they've closed the entries, and you know, even the, the people on the waiting list haven't even got the opportunity to to do it. And yeah, and, and I don't know why. You know, it's it's a pop. You know, there's popular races out there. You you've got to control the numbers of participants. Um, you know, just to control control the race operationally, I suppose. Um, but anyway, going back to where what we're at, so. You're gonna do a you're gonna do a half marathon, yeah. But you're never gonna do a marathon, despite me uh, not letting you into my house and uh, the, the was... next time you arrive until you you tell me you swear that you're gonna do a marathon one day. I, um, I'll I certainly intend on doing yeah. a, a mountain marathon. Well, okay. Well, that was <laughs> my next question. Was uh, was are you gonna do a long distance mountain marathon? Um, at some stage, yes, but it it almost certainly won't be next season. I'm I'm much more of a short race specialist yeah. so at the what, moment. What are you going to be focusing on next next season then? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I I achieved what I set out to achieve in both the British and the Scottish Championships this this year. Um, I would like to run some more on the European circuit. You know, I'd like to complete the World Cup with more than two races. Uh, so that that obviously takes a bit more effort because it involves traveling out to Europe uh, but that's that's certainly one thing on the cards the big elephant in the room from this season was um the no show at, at the Snowdon International in July I was uh, I was on some very good form uh in the beginning of July and then 
unfortunately ended up ill for about a fortnight over the uh, the course of the Snowden race weekend. So that's that's still um, a race I feel I've got unfinished business with. I, I uh, think as well, like you know, I'm going to put out there for you, Espy. Um, podium at Snowden at least is was, definitely on the cards. I mean, I, I think the the type of race it is for you, you know, if you get the right day and the you know, again, depending on who turns up, I think a win, a win should be, a, you should be looking at a win there. And not only that, like I mean, you're, 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 you're one of the, you know, you've done the GB circuit and you, you've done the international circuit. There's, there's the world championships and there's a GB team for that. Um, I think again, depending on if you get if you're on form and you get the right type of race, then I think. Is that something that you would you'd be looking at looking at uh, aiming for? Because I mean, all the these races are trial races, um, and I know that's it's not necessarily the case in all you know GB selection races, but certainly for for short distance races such you know the mountain hill running and, and mountain running, you've you've got a trial opportunity to put your uh, put your legs where where it matters. Yeah, again, I wouldn't I wouldn't put all of my eggs in in the trying to get a GB vest. Um, basket, if you like. I certainly, um, if I'm if I'm fit and there's a gap in my calendar, then I would run the run the trial races uh, without a second thought. But the um, at the moment, at least, I mean, I might say something completely different in six months' time. But at the moment, they they would not be a races for me um, this season. Uh, neither of the courses, you know, the looped course that we ran at uh, at Sedborough was it Sedborough this year. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah. So. Um, is I, I don't. I have a thing about looped courses. I just don't like them. There are enough fells out there. This is another rant. <laughs> You're just going to think I'm a very negative person. But there are enough fells out there to run single looped courses. Um, and um, the 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 uphill trial at Skidder, uh, that's perhaps a race I could do a bit better on because it's you know it's a big suffer fest up a hill, um, and uh, and. Scottish Hill runners are quite good at suffering because an awful lot of Scottish Hills are quite miserable. Uh, so there's, yeah, I I certainly would would intend on running them, but at the moment they wouldn't be a races for me. Okay, brilliant. Uh, well, good luck, uh, James, to, for for next. I'm, I'm sure I'll see you before next year. I hope. Um, and uh, I've got the last kind of section of the show is uh, fartlek questions. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I, now that you know what an interval session is, you should know what fartlek is. Is that is that the case? That's uh, roughly the case. Yeah, speed, speed play and something Swedish. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here we go. Favorite shoe. Brooks Pure Grit Four. Okay. Um, pre-race meal. Oh, the night before is a big plate of uh, lasagna, preferably crispy. Way. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Kenny's as well, funnily yeah, enough. And Laza- that, I'm sure there was a, a fantastic, a fantastic chef made that one time. It was, yeah, and it's, that- it stuck with me: lasagna and a salad and a baked potato. If it's a long race, okay. Um, five kilometre road race, emphasis on the road race or half marathon road race. Five uh, k. Five k, short and sweet. Similar question. Um, Favorite distance. Well, again, in hill running, you don't really do races by distance. You do them in time. So I would say something that's 35 minutes. Short and sweet again. Short uh, and sweet. Yeah. Uh, Casio watch or GPS watch? Now, there's a reason I've added this one in. Oh, I thought you would. Every time I 
what was it? I was I used to wear uh got my 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 GPS was I seen to watch a wear. I always stop it when I open a gate. Now you kicked off one time. I remember I that. I kicked off. Okay, so for for listeners that don't know me, until the spring of this year, he's only just I got a phone. Never. Oh no, I don't have a phone. He doesn't I, even have a, a phone that has apps on it. It's no. a phone that it just gives you a text message. I've still got a Nokia. Nokia, Nokia that's the guy. <laughs> and it, but I can drop it anyway. Um, going back to the watch, I didn't get a uh, a fancy GPS watch and actually start using it until April of this year, and um, I still don't use it for races. In fact, I've completely stopped wearing a watch in races at all. I just go out and run. Um, and time time doesn't matter. I don't particularly care about it. Um, and I don't use a GPS watch for sessions either. I'll just use an old-fashioned Timex um, with a, a beeper on a uh, repeat. So I'll do two-minute reps for, say, one minute off, and it'll just be repeat, repeat, repeat. And uh, so an old-fashioned watch, or preferably racing, no watch at all. Alright, so the question is Casio watch or GPS watch? No, no watch. No watch. No watch at all, there you go. All old school. Old 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 school, school, yeah. Run run by feel. Run by feel, right. Well, I suppose my, uh, what would I say? Um, What's it? Anyway, would you, you you take, you record your sessions for Strava, don't you? Is that right? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. So, do you not think if you were to record, do you, well, do you keep your training, do you keep a training log or do you, do you Strava as a training log? I go through phases, just, yeah. Before do you I, just know or? Before I had Strava, I was, um, I was keeping a, a paper copy, a dear using, diary. using something called a pen uh, <laughs> to, to write, to write down uh, what, what I'd been doing each day, um, whether, and I mean, a lot of it was estimates because I wasn't wearing, you know, I'd wear a watch, but I'd go out for. 50 minutes running and it'd be trails through the woods so I didn't really know how far I'd been I'd just sort of guesstimate a time depending a, a distance depending on how fast I felt I'd been running so it was all very sort of hit and miss um, but uh, but it was what I enjoyed and my my own kind of little mantra is um, keep it fun and I just I don't see I don't see the the need in making running so regimented that it becomes it no longer becomes fun um so a couple of sessions a week um structured and then the rest of the time just running around in the hills absolutely and, and as, as you know as as he says he keeps it fun and he he runs down hills like a madman and and and, and get, mashes up his ankles so there you go keeping it fun as always keeping it fun <laughs> keeping it fun <laughs> nothing better than a watermelon for your for your foot <laughs> yeah well <laughs> but hey, hey, he likes it, he enjoys it. But it's not. I mean, that's obviously a, an accident. I mean, there's never running's never without its own risks, and 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 that's something that you've you've done really well to to manage as best you can. And uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm rambling on again. This is meant to be quickie questions, partlet questions, and we're only at question five. Um, favorite race? Oh, I I should I. I should probably say Morven, um, but I might say no. I'll I'll stick with Morven. Morven's a, a great wee race, a, a um, local race to a, lo- a local PT SB's, muddy heathery race. SB's back door. Yeah, and inside of my inside of my back garden. Yep, that's right. Um, favorite distance. 
35 minutes. <laughs> Again, he only measures it in time, so it's, uh, he doesn't know the distance. No. Yeah. Scottish Hills or Alps? Scottish Hills. You don't get you bog or heather on the Alps. Favourite beer? Oh. Uh, pass. I'll come back to that. He doesn't drink beer. <laughs> Tenants lager. Tenants lager. There you go. There's one for you. Favourite session? Two on, one off. Two one. What's that then? What's that? Two minutes Two on, minutes one on, minute off. One minute off. Right. Pump up music now. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> now, don't you tell me any fibs here because I know exactly what your pump up music is and it's going to get revealed in, on TRS. TRS. Exclusive. Uh, uh, first heard here. I I have a, a CD by a band called Heron Valley. He doesn't have a CD, it's a cassette. No, it's a CD. And it lives in my car. Um, and it is traditional Kaylee songs, so which I will listen to on my way to a race, <laughs> which Kyle and Debbie and Kenny were subjected to on the way to the Great Aberdeen and, Run. And, and how well we all ran really well that day. So, <laughs> so yeah, you, you did all run really well. Yeah, yeah, a bit of Gay Gordon's as the warm up. <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> Perfect. Uh, right, I've got. Uh, I think I've got one more question. Kyle, Greg, or Debbie, Greg. But right. De- Debbie's listening into this, so you, you better be fair. Because well, De- Debbie does. But th- I'm also listening. I know, so. I know, but I can abuse you. Debbie does three sports, so Debbie Greg. There we go. Uh, okay, right. Last question, and I know what you. I know you know what a beer mile is, even though you don't drink beer. Uh, what would you estimate your beer mile time is? Uh... You have done one unofficial course, I'm sure. <laughs> About a year the, ago, the, the two hundred yards lap. <laughs> uh, that was at the it was a wedding, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah well, six fifty-five. Six fifty-five. Now my PB is six fifty-three. So good, good answer. On the beer mile, I think so. Oh, yeah, I was just being positive. I was going to say seven, but I thought I'd go positive and go call it a six. Yeah, yeah. Again, back to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that rounds up. Um, James Espy's uh, interview on Tartan Running Shorts podcast. Uh, really appreciate you, you you coming along and and being interviewed. I did what I will say is you never had any notes or any prep. I just got my got my dictaphone out and uh, started started recording. Um, so so yeah, hopefully it's been enjoyable. It's been insightful. And any questions for James or uh, any feedback? Please, please give me a shout. Uh, yeah, on, you can, on all you the, can email the... it to uh, blackhole@trs.co.uk <laughs> and uh, it will be received gratefully. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Right. Thanks very much, James. Thanks, Kyle. Cheers. Fantastic. Thanks, James. I'm going to. I don't know if you saw this actually, Kyle, but on um, on Twitter we had a bit of engagement over the weekend with. Uh, so Andy Douglas claiming that Ross Gollan would like to do an interview with Thierry in the voice of James Espy. Oh, wow. Oh, that sounds... So that sounds fantastic. Oh, we should be doing that happen So Ross, if you're listening, hopefully you are. Just name a time. We want to, we want to hear this. I, absolutely. Uh, Ross... I, I think you, I, I'm glad you listened to TRS. Uh, and yeah, it'd be great to have you on, even just for your own... Um, your own account of, of your training and your racing so but yeah, to, yeah. To, to top it off it would be great if you can speak in the in the, the fantastic voice of uh, <laughs> Scottish International James Espy there you go I'll, I'll keep it at that great uh, yeah right 
running running rants then, Kyle. So I've got a running rant for you. Well, I haven't got any rants. I've got nothing. You, so, you crack on. Rattle, I've well, haven't been running to have a rant about anything, so go okay, for it. Well, my rant is, so I've just, I've obviously just run the Frankfurt Marathon. Frankfurt has an elite pen that is sub 230. That's fine. I'm totally okay with that. The next pen is 230 to three hours. Now, I'm stood maybe four back from the, start, the front of that pen, maybe, or, I don't know, between five and ten runners back, something like that. Now, you can get in the, the pen apparently closed at 10.2. So I'm in the pen from 9.40, 20 minutes before the start of the race. It fills up. So by 9.45, it's pretty shocker. Now, for the next five minutes, there's people clambering over the side fence to get into this pen. Bear in mind, I'm right at the front. This woman gets in, and I don't want to be the guy judging the book by our cover, but she gets in, clambers over this fence, she's lifted over the fence. She stood there taking photos of everyone, taking selfies, all that. And I'm thinking, she's not going under three hours. So uh-huh. I, anyway, I was getting quite annoyed. I mean, people, everyone, all these sort of folks are jumping over. And this boy next to me, the shell the guy, goes, hey, love, what are you going to run, 2.45? And she goes, what? No, no, 3.15. And he says, what? get out, get out. And I, I don't, anyway, then a lot of people were getting quite irate. And there was actually quite a lot of Brits at the part of the field where I was at in the pen. And it got, it got quite hostile. People were asking people who were jumping the fence, and myself included, people were trying to get in, squeeze in at the front, saying, what time are you looking for? No. Nah. 2.55, 3.30, 3.45, get back in the pen. You don't, and so my rant is, people who are, you know, I've gotten into the pen in good enough time to get a position in the pen. There's a gate at the back to get into it. People are clambering in with five minutes to go, and they're trying to get to the front of the pen, and they're running over an hour slower than the winner. What are they thinking? You know, that's, it's a nonsense, absolute nonsense. So the problem is, the start of the race was, a, and I read this, I heard this was going to be the case before I went, sure enough it was, the first like 400 metres is a shambles. I know that happens at most races, but you've got a marathon like that, you think you're not going to get folk running, you know, and I, there was a guy near me, who said he was shooting at home to break 3.30, jumped the fence, stood right in front of me at the start, I'm thinking, I'm hoping to go about an hour quicker than him, and he's jumped right in the, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, that's shit. Brain. That is shit. I would, I would agree, especially so, when you've you've trained so much and that you're going to lose seconds because this idiot is in front of you who's who's just going to slow you. He's just going to get in the way, and I'm sure it's well, it, exactly. It, it, it's it doesn't seem that it's a big a, a big start line either. It's it, it seems quite oh, it's pretty narrow. Yeah. and you know what? What's what's quite what the worst part of it is a couple of people took a tumble to start because it's busy. Now you see it across country and it's horrendous. Someone, a couple of people's hands on the back and they go down. Two or three people at the start of that race went because it's chaos when they put the when they hit the horn and you all go. It's quite narrow, and a few people around really went down, and they're on all fours and they're getting trampled on. Oh. You imagine you've trained, you're in the shape of your life, and three seconds in, you're on your front and someone's running over the top of you. I mean, and it's because it's just chaos, absolute chaos. Anyway, that's my rant. That's the only one I've got from Frankfurt. Everything else was superb. My only rant is just get the start sorted out. Yeah. Have a pen at two four. Just have a pen at two forty five, and only and just marshal it better, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, bang on, Tom. I, I also think people just need to be a little bit more aware, like of if if that three thirty person had a five hour guy in front of them or her, they wouldn't be happy with that. So it's the same applies regardless of where you are in the field, you know. Um, exactly. I think what I think what people don't realise is that I don't. It sounds like this is going to sound a very elitist rant, and if you know, I'm, I'm not something 
someone who's looking at this, but I am someone, I'm not someone who's elite, sorry, but I'm someone who's trained hard. And I've worked really hard to get into a pen and get into good shape, as is everyone around, a lot of people around me. And it's the same in any race. Your race can be thrown off by some muppet who gets in, the, I mean, who gets in where they shouldn't be. I mean, don't just know your place and, 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 you know, don't get in the way of other people. Respect the fact that other people might be there in better shape than you, and you don't need, you don't need to be on the front line, you know? Well, a similar, a similar kind of not rant, but observation at Chicago. So I had uh, three girls, um, and I think we we spoke about this. Um, they were very positive and chatting away, and obviously they, they they didn't even know each other, but they were they almost formed this close friendship, you know. <coughs> and they were just ahead of me. Now I didn't mind that, you know, because well, I mean Debbie was there, and you know they're they're quite good looking girls, but, but then. But then I was like, well, I'll just move to the front, you know, once they have the app when it's, you know, a few minutes left to go. But then all of a sudden, now this isn't good enough. One of them, they, they, they formed this, like, one of them needed a pee and there was nowhere for them to go. So the girls hid, they, they did this little um, huddle around this wee girl who, who needed to pee. And off off she went and I'm just looking and, bel- you know, not, not in beyond belief because it was just a bit awkward for me so that was my my <laughs> kind of hint to right i need to move to the front here and 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 i got to the i i literally got like the second row at the at the front and it was actually it was fine for me but geez oh <laughs> like that was that is not a rant at all but you know you gotta go you gotta go you know i, I went right. to niagara marathon half a half a minute before the race started i was behind that tree you know because of the the, the the issue with the, the delayed bus um, arriving seven minutes before <laughs> the race, but you got to go. Here's you got to go. There you go. Here's a tip for me. I did this in Chicago last year. I did it yesterday in Frankfurt. I take a bottle of water with me to the pen. I'm going to drink up to 15 minutes beforehand. I then need the toilet, so I empty the bottle of water. I'm stood bang in the middle of the pen, surrounded by people peeing into the bottle. Put the lid in the bottle. Chuck it over the edge of the into the crowd. Not obviously into the crowd. You roll onto the floor. But if you if you're worried about taking taking a pee at the pen, take a bottle with you. That's what I do. That's a good idea. And you can be honestly. It's like okay, you stood there with your your uh, your Johnson in a bottle, but When, when there's no Tom about, I'm 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 nowhere. I've got no one, no one to right. So what what have we got? We've got the We've Templeton got the Glen ten. Well. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we have. Da, 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 da. I'm just checking just now. If you just bear this with me. Friday, I'm going to give a shout out as well. This Friday is the second of the Metro Aberdeen Proms three K races. So if you're looking for a short fast race this Friday, you're in the northeast area, or you fancy driving to Aberdeen. At one o'clock on Friday, the second of November, we have this three K event, which is great. It's uh, it's about three pound enter. You can enter on the day from twelve o'clock. So, yeah, if you if you fancy that, please get get involved. It's a good one. Yeah, hundred percent. We've got the Knock Farrell Hill race in Straff Peffer and just past Inverness. That's the North District Hill Running Championships. So I do believe there is entries open for that. So if you do fancy that, it's a re- it's actually a really good introduction to hill running. To be honest, it's. I would class it as a, a tough, a tough hill, uh, a tough hill race, an easy hill race, but a tough cross country. Um, 
okay. a, a, a fairly runnable uh, cross uh, hill hill race. You've got a steep bit initially at the start, we really steep climb, but after that, it's fairly undulating. You know, a, a good runnable downhill section. So yeah, if, if anyone hasn't done a hill race before, or wants a runnable hill race, by all means, I would recommend Knock Farrell Hill Race uh, this coming Saturday. So have a check check that check that one out. And we also have the yeah. my my old club, the Forest Harriers Brody Castle 10K this Sunday. The entries have closed, so good luck to everyone who's who's entering that one. Um, we have the more runs. Perth Moor Run 5k and 10k in Perth and men's 10k in Edinburgh. I'm not sure. I don't know too much about that race. Do you know anything about that race, Tom? Men's 10k? I know, I know a nothing about it. Charity kind of event, is it? Or? I think so. I think Murray Street won it a few years ago. So I think it's supposed to be not a bad, uh, not a bad race. Right, okay. Um, a couple other, we've got a couple of cross-country events as well. Borders cross-country in Lorder. Last Wade cross-country. Uh, in Midlovian and Gore Glen, and this one Newton Moor. There's a race in, in Newton Moor. This I'm, I'm just checking on the Run ABC website. It's called the Wildcat Trail Race. It's a ten. It's a seven mile event. Not sure if there's entries for it, but check the website and you can have a look to see if you can enter. It's a tenner to tenner, so it's actually fairly reasonable in, in price. So um, yeah, there you go. Maybe have a check that out. And other than that, Tom, last, just just the, the usual. One, last, last, last I'm going to mention is, is indeed this weekend the Leeds Abbey Dash. So good luck. I know a lot of boys from Metro Aberdeen are going down. So good luck to them. I think there's a lot and girls actually. I think there's generally a lot of people from uh, from the Scottish clubs coming head down to that one because it's so quick. So we'll recap on results next week. But I know both Kenny Wilson and Cameron Strachan are running. So uh, Kenny, of course, representing Scotland. So congratulations, Kenny, on that pick. Uh, Kenny, who half the press, I believe, has been named uh, Maury Sports Personality of the Year as well today. So we're hoping this is the start of a great week for you, Kenny. You can run a big PB at Leeds. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to seeing everyone's times. And um, yeah, good luck to the Scottish team. Good luck to every single runner going down because it is a fast course. Um, I think you, you've done it before, have you, Tom? No? I did. I did it last year. Yeah, yeah that's I right. my PB. Yeah. Um, so yeah, real depth right in, in in all you know from the, the 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 top of the you know the front end of the pack to the to the tail end. It's it's a real um real good depth of of runners. So I'm sure hopefully Absolutely. there'll be a few PBs coming out of that. So yeah, other than that, Tom, I'm not doing much. I'm just going to start getting back into to proper training again. I'm going to be starting good. off tomorrow doing and Tuesday doing some hill reps. Um, Fair, one and a half Very to good. two minute hill reps and really just starting to get, get the speed back into the legs now. Um, started, I had a catch up with my coach Lewis on Sunday. Uh, so he's been giving me some, some advice and, uh, and, and really looking at a goal setting. But what I'll do is next week, Tom, when, it get, when it's a, a slow week for both of us, we can chat about what our aims are, what our goals are going to be and, uh, and, and maybe I'll do, I'll do all the chatting while you, while you sober up. How's that <laughs> sound? I think a goal setting, chatting about what we've got coming up would be very good. Let's do that. That'd be good crack. Definitely. So, as always, if anyone wants to get in touch with us, give us an email um, at tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. We're also on Tartan Shorts on Twitter and also on our Facebook page. 
give us a like and you'll you'll get our notifications coming up instantly um, on, on, on any, all things running in Scotland, all things tartan running shorts. And uh, yeah, and yeah, like I'm gonna last bit of 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 um, of oh, oh God again. I'm gonna I'm speaking a load of rubbish. It's actually I actually can't speak. You've been just drinking. Now. Uh, you think I have been? Like it's what is it quarter to eleven now? I've been up since four in the morning. You need to go to your bed, mate. I do. I've got to be up early. I've got um, I've got to be in work early, and I've got this event, um, this dinner thing. So I'm going to be in Aberdeen all day tomorrow, from from seven a.m. to eleven p.m. at night. It's going to be oh, it's going to be awful. But hey, somebody's got to do it. We all we have to we have to earn a living somehow, I suppose. Um, Exactly. But but yeah, it'll be it'll be fine. But yeah, I'm just speaking a load of dribble now. I think so. Time to go. Right, great. Good stuff. Right, okay. Well, have a good week, everyone. Yeah, well done, Tom. Again, you, you've done Tartan tar- tar- Running Shorts <laughs> proud again. So, yeah, fantastic. Thank you very much. Bask in the success of, of your PBs, please. I will. I look forward to I'll come down next weekend. But, yeah, thanks, everyone, for your kind wishes. And thanks to, yeah, it's been great. Thoroughly chuffed for that one. Brilliant. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.